Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and I'm joined, as always, by professional wrestling commentator Tax Williams. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? I'm pretty well, man. How are you? Very good. Good Easter? Yeah, lovely time. Went down to the coast to see my mum. Had lots of chocolate egg. That was lovely. Very, very nice. Mm, good time. This week, yes. we are covering the worst thing ever in WWE but I just want to gauge your Potentially, opinion before yeah. we get started on something else which people thought was the worst creation but now I've seen a lot of people warm to it Firefly Fun Funhouse right yeah have you seen the Bray Wyatt TV show host I have seen the Bray Wyatt stuff yeah it looks good man I'm so happy it's, it's the Bray Wyatt we all never knew we needed you know he's looking jacked yeah he's looking good I've only seen the little promo bits and stuff and obviously the thousands of gifts that are floating around yeah. social media and such but yeah it looks kind of cool like I think it's going to be fun I love the Dave Benson Phillips slash kind of like you know serial killer <laughs> crossover he's going for it's going to be ridiculous yeah and I'm keen I'm keen for them to make it be ridiculous because they need something like it cool that was a terrible segue into that but so today we are doing the WWF Brawl for All from 1998 holy crap now i remember so before we uh, went live we we're talking about remembering friday nights when we used to watch uh, monday night raw or at yep. the time raw is war indeed for those they... first few bits of the attitude it was always on a friday in the uk yeah switching between that and bravo to watch nitro yeah bit of ecw previous to that as well like yeah and i always remember thinking to myself what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> what with the brawl for all yeah god it's just the weirdest thing that we have ever done by miles like some people have shat all over and i've got a few quotes that we'll finish the pod with but um so it's wwf's attempt at a legit shoot fight tournament um how legit all of it is i'm not convinced but you know i'm critical of everything so. well i am convinced it was legit through hearing people like hmm. pritchard talk about it in yeah. some of the the uh, something to rest with podcast hearing cornet talk about it it was a hundred percent legit shoot fight because WWE, well, I think it's one hundred percent legit. Makes it sound like it was good and well organized and oh, stuff, no, no, and no. it fucking wasn't. <laughs> and that's why you know it was legit because it was yeah. so bad, hmm. so bad. It was shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure, definitely. And there's moments where I feel like people maybe took a dive here and there to save their own face, almost. You know, <laughs> but like Steve Williams, yeah, indeed. Oh, yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes place on June the 29th to August the 24th, 1998, across various rules. Okay, yeah. or Roar is War, as it would have been at this time. I think. Yep. Yeah, I didn't actually check that, but thinking about it, it was always Roar is War at that time. So um, allegedly, the idea comes directly from the mind of Vince Russo. Well, the original formation was. Bradshaw wanting to do some kind of hardcore fighting. Because he could claim that he could beat everyone up in a bar yeah. or whatever, yeah. Um, but it does seem to be legit. It seems to be the brainchild of Vince Russo. Cornette said it. Bradshaw said it. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, two people saying that Russo did it is good enough for me to say that it's 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vince Russo's talked about it and said it was his idea as well. Yeah. But after watching that documentary on the Montreal Screwjob on Vice, there's a moment in it where I'm going to spoil things for you. Spoilers if you want to just skip ahead a minute or whatever. Um, there's a moment where, Vin where Jim Cornette explains how he gave the idea to Vince McMahon to screw Bret Hart and describes the history behind it and gives all these details and cuts to Vince Russo and he goes, I just said, go screw him, bro. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, sure you did, Vinny. Well done. It's like, yeah. So I don't know how much I could ever trust anything Vince Russo says or Jim Cornette for that matter, but like, I trust Cornette more than I trust Russo. But 
you know, if I'm completely honest, no one should want to put their name to this. No, absolutely. So let's quickly talk about the rules. So we've got three, <laughs> three, yeah, no, three rounds, okay? Each round lasts one minute, okay, which is very short for a shoot fight. Cardio. And the winner basically is by KO or points, okay? So the points system is either land... These are just the dumbest rules ever. Um, land the most punches in a round... Not the best punches, but just landing punches gets you five points. So you could land 50, like, taps and slaps and win the round. But if you got hit once with a solid hook, you'd still win the round. You know, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. That's how I usually win all my fights. <laughs> just walk in. <laughs> Slap away. Happy slapping away. <laughs> You've been tangoed, bro. So um, uh, takedown will get you five points, okay? So, landing 60 haymakers each round is the same as one singular takedown, which is just madness. Vince has been watching the MMA. They basically got <laughs> Shamrock and Dan Seven in the gun. What do you normally get points for in the UFC? Takedowns. It's That's the number one. I think they went, what's Steve Williams good at? Yeah, Let's give yeah, points for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can he do takedowns? Is he a wrestler? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, a knockdown, which, like, how do you define a knockdown in a minute? You know, it's kind of silly. Gets you 10 points, all right? So, shittest rules ever, uh, best way to win, is what I worked out immediately, was to go for a million takedown attempts, as many takedowns as you possibly can, and just throw a million tiny jabs. As you said, though, you don't even need to do the jabs, because if you're trying to take someone down, mm. they're punching the back. They're not going to land the punches. doesn't count. See, but th- by the rules, that should count. Because if you're being taken down, you're going, no, 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 no. You've landed 50 punches, you know? Ah, uh, but then you're... Because <laughs> if you're doing that, you can't block the takedown. <laughs> That's a fair point. So competitors okay so we the wwf at this time had ken shamrock and dan severin and steve blackman all employed ken shamrock um didn't get in the tournament apparently him and severin were told you're not going to be a part of this to start with and severin kind of worked his way into it somehow Mm. um but those seem to be the three legitimate martial artists they have at this point um did you immediately have, like, a winner in mind? Should we go through the list of who it is? Yeah, go through the list. Have oh, I got it? Do you want me to go through the list? Uh, yeah, go on then. Okay. It's on here somewhere, but I can't be bothered. My notes are a mess, because this is across, like, 50 different Raw shows. So, the participators. We have the Lethal Weapon, Steve Blackburn, uh, Johnny B. Bad, Mark Merrow, mm-hmm. Mark Canterbury, Henry O'Godwin, off of Southern Justice. Using his shoot name, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> weird, yeah. Bradshaw. Yeah. Baracus, everyone's favourite ECW alumni. The man Taz was like, I'm not selling for you, bitch. <laughs> Big time Puerto Rican legend, Savio Vega. Fucking eight. Darren Draws, Draws Dove. Road Warrior Hawk. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Bodacious Bart. Bombastic Bob. <laughs> yeah. Other way around. Bart Gun, Bob Holly, yeah. Quebecer Pierre, PCO. PCO, PCO. 20 years after this, forging himself the best career. He's the only one who survived the brawl for all. <laughs> Dr. Death, Steve Williams, The Godfather, Dan Seven, Eight Ball off of the Disciples of Apocalypse, and Easy for you to say, yeah. Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio. Off of the Two Cold Variety. Ooh. Scorpio. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. You're so funky. <laughs> just awesome. Ooh, Flash. So um, this is just after the King of the Ring 1998. You know, that King of the Ring. Yeah where the crazy foley bump happens off the top of the cell and austin drops the cane the austin drops the belt to kane for 24 hours i remember this being such a significant moment in my life yeah like even now just looking back at some of these monday night roars just some of the footage between the brawl for all bits i was like oh wrestling was good wasn't it yeah yeah for sure so 
as well as watching all as I skimming through to find the Brawl for All segments, I skimmed through every episode of Raw that these were on nice. as well. So I have little side notes about things that were happening because I, I fucking we need it. <laughs> exactly. Need it. Because like, you know, uh, the Brawl for All was not my favourite thing that ever happened, that's for sure. But there's some moments to talk about for sure. It's there's a good definitely part. moments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um So we haven't covered what people get for the victory. Now, this is not announced on any of these shows. Until the final. Yeah, exactly. Until the final. You would have thought that, like, a prize money of £100,000... Well, split split 75-25 between winner and finalist. Apparently not to start with. <laughs> Paid all to Steve Williams first. Yeah, so <laughs> this is the thing. So the prize money was meant to be £100,000. Then, spoiler, we'll get to it. But Steve Williams wins his first match, Dr. Death. And then it's allegedly paid that hundred grand straight away because he beat one-eyed Pierre. I mean, it was all set up for him to win. That was the whole point. Yeah. Like, I'm sure most people who know the brawl for all know this, Ben. You know this, but the idea was to have Steve Williams win the brawl for all because Jr. was like, "Oh, he can beat anyone up." Blah 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 blah. And then he would go on to feud with Steve Austin, and there'd kind of be a link with the names and stuff there. Yeah, and... Steve Williams versus Steve Williams. Yeah, well, that's his legit name, isn't yeah. it? Shoot name, yeah. yeah. But. Didn't quite work out that way. Ah, <laughs> oh, great booking, bro. <laughs> so, um, tuning in to some of these Raw from 1998, just, you hear that. It's like, oh, I miss 98 Raw so much. If we get a, if we get a monetized hit for your singing, I'm going to be so proud and so disappointed. <laughs> if AW can capture... 20% of what Raw was in 1998, I'll watch everything they ever do. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm praying for at the moment is someone to capture this atmosphere, this feeling. Like, Nandy walked past me, my other half, watching this and just went, wow, that crowd's like crazy. So many signs in there as well. Yeah, to the point of like, I would hate to be in the crowd because you wouldn't be able to see yeah. shit. <laughs> but they're just they're constantly on their feet. They're constantly screaming. They're bouncing. It's like a metal gig, you know? Yeah. It's incredible. Compared to how people just kind of sit there and absorb the bollocks they get to watch nowadays. Oh, Kevin Owens turned. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, for sure. threw pancakes first. <laughs> <laughs> What's Steve Austin doing? <laughs> exactly. So um, the first one is uh, Roar's Warp. 266 if that's what you want to start on the network uh the best way is actually go to cage match just put in brawl for all you can find the links to all the matches so june 29th 1998 a uh, day that will go down the history of pro wrestling is a great oh no wait <laughs> <laughs> jr called it the brawl for it all on the first mention of it and i've well played jr good job mate uh they show blackman shadow boxing backstage and jr and king run down the rules as we've explained earlier and king calls it combination combat uh, shout out to the kid. No one will ever get that reference unless they live in Canada and like backyard professional wrestling. But, you know, it's all good. Um, they announced Danny Hodge as the ref. Have you ever heard of Danny Hodge up until this point? Uh, he seems to be a big deal, though. He's refereed many a fight. Has he actually? Do, Do... Have you done this research? or Nope, because okay. I assumed he was just local worker and they basically gave him the same name but it was a different bloke every week a bit more than local worker i did a bit of research looked at his wikipedia basically it was quality research um he's an american boxer slash wrestler amateur and professional so he's an amateur boxer professional wrestler basically is what it seems to be so yeah i don't know why suddenly he has a legitimacy in this and he's not used after the first few matches because big john mccarthy wasn't available well to be fair he was kind of under contract at the time yeah. so you know the ufc yeah. that real fighting organization <laughs> exactly so mark merrow comes out first steve blackman out second they both get the same generic entrance music that i believe steve blackman adopted after this show yes yeah cool 
but I liked I liked the fact that still like because obviously you know the start the fight with two legit fighters you know Golden Gloves winner Mark Merrow mixed martial artist well martial artist martial artist yeah Steve Blackman <laughs> two people who actually know how to fight yeah and chuck some massive boxing gloves on him and at least like Mark Merrow I know it's part of his gimmick but at least he looked like he was a boxer we'll get yeah. to other and again Blackman obviously full of charisma as always <laughs> well <laughs> I have a real soft spot for both these guys Mark Merrow because of the TKO that always, if I'm ever going to do anything ever professional wrestling, I want to hit a TKO at some point in my we life. We can arrange that. I'll take it. I hit it on a kid in Cub Scouts when I was about 13. He wasn't very happy because it was shoot. <laughs> I just literally picked him up and just TKO'd him. It was like, yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. You know, I learned quickly not to be a dick after that. But anyway, um, and uh, Steve Blackman, I don't know. I just found it funny that he came out with like glow in the dark, narcs- glow in the dark, glow in the dark nightsticks. That's hard to say. And did this. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he came to the ring, which he knows I kung fu, <laughs> and also you know tip of the cap to when he was in you know in head cheese. Oh man, that was a weird time. It's right towards the end of his time with Dodef, wasn't it? With Al Snow and such. Yeah, who would have thought that's the thing that pushed him over the edge? <laughs> well, hmm. but let's so, um, about that pay per view the better. Uh, well, fucking hell, dude. <laughs> um, the best thing I noticed immediately about the production levels of Raw and stuff is this ramp. Yeah, like the ramp with the lights underneath it and such. Like yeah. they need to bring this back. It looked incredible. It just looked really cool. In fairness, the production is the best thing that happened with the whole brawl for all. Yeah, it's really interesting. They they lit it like it was a boxing match. Yeah. They darked out the crowd to the extent where you could still see them, but it felt more dramatic. Yeah, bright white light on the ring. They added the little uh, corner turnbuckles, like the boxing rings or yeah. like New Japan use. And they've really put over the fact that you know, this is a legit fight. We had to get real judges in again. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure they are legit judges. Real. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it looked quite good. They even do the the boxing tags on the ropes to stop them from separating when they yep. get to it. I, I'm not sure how efficient they were because many people fall through the ropes in this thing. Just due to the hard-hitting competition. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, basically, Blackman takedown, Blackman takedown, Blackman takedown. Crowd instantly start to boo. <laughs> <laughs> Mero <laughs> um, looking for the uppercut as Blackman comes in, but they're wearing what looked like 20 ounce gloves, so it's probably going to do fuck all at this point. Yeah. Like a short uppercut is not going to damage someone with like a, it looks like a 20 ounce glove. It looks huge. Yeah, it basically looked like someone had taken a comedy fist. Yeah, I think the idea was to protect the boys, but like don't put them in a shoot fight tournament, then you fucking yeah. idiots. You know, this is one of the reasons apparently why Dan Seven was really pissed off about it. Because like, why am I having to wear boxing gloves? Yeah. If it's a shoot fight, yeah, bare knuckle. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But think of that in front of kids and stuff. Well, know? it wasn't really a kid-friendly audience back in 98, was it? You were really aiming that 18 to 34 demographic. You say that, but how old were you at the time? 98. Definitely not 18 to 34. I, I would was, have been... I was 86, so... 12. Yeah. I, I was fif- 12 watching I was 15. Yeah. Sitting there thinking... Mm, so we were kids watching this. <laughs> I remember hating it. It just been Bad so bored. parenting you know? <laughs> all round. <laughs> ah, it's all good. So Mero uh, lands a shot or two, but barely. Blackman does another takedown. That's the end of round one. I have it scored as Blackman 20 with four takedowns and Mero with five because he landed a couple of punches in the round. I love the fact that throughout this, you, and throughout all the Brawl Force, you've got the unofficial scorecard, which was the most yeah. inaccurate thing. You say all the way through. 
It's only some of the rounds had them. Oh, no, no. I did throughout the tournament. <laughs> yeah. not, not in every match. This first one didn't. It's not there at all. I was like, for fuck's sake. Okay, cool. That's because people were clearly losing track of Blackman's takedowns. That's why they need to bring in a score chart. <laughs> so round two, they each land a punch. Then Blackman take down, Blackman take down. Couple of punches, Blackman take down. Mero has literally no wrestling capability whatsoever. Mero dives at the end of the round. Uh, Blackman take down. Uh, end of round two, my score is Blackman has 40 points. Another four takedowns. Amira has 10. So Mero's doing the most damage. He's landing punches, but Blackman is just like, I can get five points every time I take you down, so I'm just going to keep doing it. I think at this stage, Mero's distracted. He's like, hang on, where's Sable? Yeah. Under which wrestler is she? <laughs> well, maybe at this point. I don't really know the background of all that. Allegedly. Uh, fair enough. So we get massive We Want Wrestling chants from the crowd. And in- you get that in today's market as well. <laughs> it's like, do they not know they're seeing legitimate wrestling? He keeps taking him down, but whatever. So round three, uh, Blackman take down. They throw some punches. Blackman take down. Blah, 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 blah. And that's it. Basically, Blackman wins by a million points to nothing because he just keeps taking him down. And it's the shittest way you could possibly start this tournament. In fairness, this did remind me of quite a lot of the early days after the first few series of the Ultimate Fighter pre-show matches in the UFC takedown attempt takedown attempt takedown attempt Johnny mm. Unknown Johnny Unknown until you got onto like the main card when the guys who were on the ultimate fight would kick the tar out of each other because they wanted to go and basically <sighs> Stefan Bonner it I'm genuinely insulted that you compared it to the like, UFC <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> I know what you mean so, yeah. some of the earlier UFC stuff um, around the ultimate fighter time because people are so scared <laughs> what to are you talking about no, yes. <laughs> the UFC is so much more legit. Even like no, the first I'm, one, like I'm Chris not, Lieberman and people. I'm not you know? denying that the UFC is legit. I'm just saying that because they got so worried about losing because they went for that mass run of cutting, right? Yeah. everyone didn't want to get knocked out. So they were basically just sitting on each other. It was takedown. But if you get a takedown in the UFC, you can do something with it. You but can no, control, you can I'm, ground and pound, all you I'm can saying submit. Is this first match reminded me because some of the guys just wouldn't work. They okay. wouldn't work in the early match of the UFC. I mean, if, All right. if, if it was in the UFC standard, we'd be having a completely different podcast. It'd been really good. Well, maybe. Some of the UFC is terrible. Don't get me wrong. But it's so much better than this bollocks. But it is what it is. But there's something brilliant about, like, I'm a big UFC fan. I don't get to watch quite as much nowadays because obviously with the kid and everything, you don't get to stop it late and watch yeah. the shows in America. But there's, me and my friend Joe have had this conversation regularly watching the UFC where we're like, it's usually the people that are shit at fighting that have the best fights <laughs> you know because you get the crazy like stand and swing kind of motions yeah. or you get them like doing a takedown and the other guy just stands up and they're like oh shit i've got no control at all like you know so it makes for a more interesting yeah. fight when people are shitter usually when you've got two guys that are really technically sound it's a lot of just like chess match yeah and it becomes a little tedious and five rounds of jabbing or whatever you know because that will win you a fight george st pierre yeah at least this was three one minute rounds of bad attempts at jabbing and bad attempts sure. at takedowns. There was entertaining moments in it. So, um... <laughs> they, they yeah, announced... The rest of Raw. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so they announced Blackman the winner. No scorecard whatsoever is shown or even talked about. They kind of embraced in the ring, the two lads, and yeah, it was just a bit shit. So, um, this Raw has Triple H versus Shamrock versus Owen, and I'm skipping it all for this bollocks. And I'm like, that's like one of my favourite setups of all time. Those three, like, I love those three guys. But don't worry, because next up... Because we got two <laughs> Brawl for All matches. So if you were sure, upset yeah. you missed this triple threat, now you get Locker Room Bully and a man who's once been knocked out by Joey Styles, Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Absolutely. And Versus the man who I know is Henry Godwin, who's coming out as Mark Canterbury. Mark Canterbury from Southern Justice. 
so weird. Like the the bit backstage where they show Bradshaw hitting the bag and Henry Godwin is getting his hand taped. You're like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this at the moment. I love the fact that Mark Cannery basically went like, I'm going to go through Terry Funk's gym bag and just put on his clothes. Uh, what is this as well? Like, you know, this. we'll get to PCO in a minute. <laughs> but people wearing gimmicky shit and doing gimmicky shit but then wearing like, you know, a crappy old like golds vest yeah. and like blue shell suits, shorts that I didn't know existed. And the, know? And, like, the, and the best little jogging trainers anyone's ever seen. It's Mark Canterbury. so weird, man. There's like, there's just the gear. Like, oh, I used to frustrate the shit out of me. I like the fact that Bradshaw fully gimmicked up though. Uh, to an extent. Black trunks. Was he wearing boots as well? Yep. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Okay, oh, I appreciate that. He's a piece of shit, but you know, like, yeah, it's all good. But this was his idea. <laughs> Russo. Mm, yeah, we'll see. Um, so, um, where are we? So, both lads are out at the same time to the what? same generic music. And, like, why are we not giving them their entrance themes? They've be- got their own entrance themes. Because it's a real shoot fight. Why do they need to be a character? This is Justin Hawk Bradshaw versus Mark Canterbury, a battle for the ages. <laughs> slappers only. If you were playing the N64 and you were playing Goldeneye, take off the weapons, select slappers only, and go at it. <laughs> so, um, I'm so glad I remember that reference from Goldeneye. That was good, actually, yeah. <laughs> so, I've heard JR talk about how the UFC back in the day especially missed production values and such that the WF has and like they could improve their products and yeah. all this sort of stuff <laughs> is he not sitting there going oh, wait, even the UFC have still got entrance music and like fire and flags yeah. and stuff you know like oh it's just dumb so um uh, I, I, you know what because I know you said like your notes were over place because we've got this I'm just going to sum up this match in a couple of sentences okay a lot of Namby Pamby strikes by two bigger boys who could probably have the shit kicked out of them by Rey Mysterio or Chavo Guerrero. You do realise that if we don't talk about what actually happens in the fight, this podcast can be over in like five minutes because nothing else happens at all. I'm, I'm only setting up for what can I be described as the most accurate aggressive punching from Mark Canterbury, which looks <laughs> like this. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a boxing fan, really. I'm an MMA fan, but not really a boxing fan. And this is the worst boxing I think I've ever seen in my life. Drop it's... your shoulder in. Yeah, I mean, it's the way he's holding that. The way, like, even he does, he does it. Doctor Death does it. I think Bradshaw does it. They have their hands up, but they don't have them here where they can protect their chin and, like, you know, <laughs> they have them here. You're like. Oh, I'm going to block punches coming from all directions. Because you know, like... they're thinking they're going to be work punches. They could just block them like that and block them like that. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I can't believe that in, in the wrestling world, they don't think, if I'm in a real shoot fight, I'm going to put my hand out here and block the punch. <laughs> well, that's one of the problems that people have talked about in some of the pods and like other bits I've watched about this. was that guys are used and trained to be working with each other. So there's all these elements of fighting that you have a legit shoot suddenly and they just kind of instinctively do exactly yeah. the wrong thing and it's the it's be- a real problem the best thing is dangerous, you know. Miz's dad at WrestleMania had a better <laughs> block better stance than half the people in the brawl for all. He would have beaten the shit out of Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, Bradshaw wins basically. He's a dirty piece of shit. He's just like doing all sorts of horrible stuff in the fight, like slapping him with the inside of his palm. And Bradshaw has one technique, which is jab, jab, jab swing 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 like and it's it's proper just brawling no, no it, technique it, it is it's, it's bar and brawl technique yeah it really is 
So, um, oh, on this stage, I was like, oh, competition's heating up. Blackman versus Bradshaw <laughs> in the next... <laughs> For sure. Battle of the Bees. <laughs> so one of the things I, I was thinking about as I was watching this fight was if you ever have to get, happen to get in a fight with Bradshaw, there's a really easy way to beat him. Shoot the double leg and keep your left hand up because that's all he's going to do. That's the only way to beat him. Because mm. <laughs> all he does is throw right punches. So all you've got to do is just do this and you'll be fine. So don't worry about it. It's amazing because, you know, some of these people who entered this, partly it's for the money and partly because they thought, you know, I want to be a tough guy. Mm. You know, enter your name here if you want to be part of this tournament. I think there's a lot of pressure backstage probably about it as yeah, well. Especially, especially for someone like Bradshaw, who's supposed to be the tough guy, the tough guy backstage. If he Had he not entered and we were like, ah, tart. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I think Vince, especially with the atmosphere around 1998, yeah. was like it was very competitive. It was very macho bullshit, you know. Do you want to make your money? Do you want to make your USA money? Do you want to make your TNN money? Wow. Especially if you're not a guy being booked, because the roster yeah. was reasonably Absolutely bloated. stacked at that stage, wasn't yeah. it? And, and there, there was no SmackDown either at that moment. And it was only an hour for Raw. Oh, it was still two hours for or Was it two at this yeah. point? Okay, so two hours, yeah. and then maybe like at the end of the month, you'd get you'd a three-hour pay-per-view. And you'd have right? Sunday Night Heat as well. Yeah, for sure. And then you'd have things as well, like other little shows in between. Yeah, you'd have things like Superstars still. Wrestling yeah. Challenge was long gone by that. I think Shotgun. It was like Shotgun Saturday Night. Oh, mate. And, and which then turned into Velocity. <laughs> uh, for sure, eventually, yeah. yeah. But I remember regularly on like you know a Saturday afternoon or whatever, oh, Sky One Velocity's on or whatever, Shotgun. Oh, Stevie Richards. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um... Austin uh, won the WWE belt back on this show. Um, it's the banging block the stunner, duck the big boot, hit the stunner, finish with Kane. And just like, I remember that sequence of vividly as a kid and marking the fuck out when he got that pinfall. Really awesome. Uh, then stuns Taker for good measure afterwards. It's just, I love 1998 WWF. It's just the best. So let's move on to our next match. July the 6th, 1998. Uh, JR and King are putting over the DX storyline bits and generic music starts up as Brackus, Taz won't be happy, comes out and he is the German. He is I didn't know he was German. Jacked. He would not pass a wellness test. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> he's a roidy magoo if ever I saw one. And Savio Vega. So, round one, punches. Uh, okay, do you want to answer it now? No. no. Okay, cool. That's probably on camera. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. I'll get back to you. So, um, Shane, um, uh, what am I talking about? So, round one, punches thrown coming in. Savio hits a takedown, blocked by Brackus. Brackus lands a takedown. Uh, Brackus looks so fucking shook as soon as Savio starts to swing on him. Um, Savio 100% wins the round. I have it 5 10 Savio. Uh, number two, Brackus uh, wildly misses a takedown attempt. They swing on each other. Brackus is already gassed at this point. He looks fucked up within about 30 yeah. seconds, and that's what happens if you're on the juice. And you're not yeah. like doing the good stuff, man. So um, I-, I was quite impressed with Savio's boxing. Yeah, I, I th- and I always forget how big Savio actually was. Yeah legitimate badass it seems yeah, like I'd say so yeah it seems like he's had some boxing experience because mm. his actual stance is decent yeah he's got the front facing stance you see like professional boxers use like you know if you're MMA you usually side stance whatever yeah. but if you're straight on you've got like a bigger target to hit but you can protect yourself better and you can swing better yeah so it's like there you know what I mean uh, I don't know why I'm doing so many specifics but it's all good because we need to <laughs> pad out <laughs> so Brackus's nose is bleeding in the corner after the second round funny place to do a blade job but you <laughs> <laughs> I thought about calling this tournament as if it was all matches, you know, as if it was oh, like worked God. completely. I thought it'd be fucking hilarious, but you know, I didn't in the end because I was just like, I'm not fucking writing all these spots down as stupid. What a maneuver! <laughs> <laughs> so round three, Savio lands a takedown. Brackers misses his attempt. Brackers stumbles, standing eight count. I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? Oh, a standing eight count. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Both lads look absolutely shattered. Savio blocks the takedown attempt by Brackers, and Savio is announced as the winner. Um, 
Post-match, they show Shamrock shadowboxing, and I'm like, why isn't he in this tournament? It would have been so good to see him fuck people up. <laughs> but the worst thing for Shamrock, though, can you imagine if he'd lost to, like, Mark Canterbury of a, a puncher's chance? Yeah, it would have been likely. You would have thought that... The thing with Shamrock is his technique is grapple-submit, you know? And you can't yeah. do anything on the ground here. You can do takedowns, but you can't actually do anything once you're there. That would have been... like, you know, <laughs> giant pillows on your hands. <laughs> Just going to lock in an... Oh, no. <laughs> going to lock in my talon bar. Talon bar. Talon bar. <laughs> like an eagle. Like yeah. talon <laughs> Um So this Raw has Terry Funk versus D'Lo Brown on it. And I watched that match because it was fucking great. <laughs> anyway. I love D'Lo Brown. I feel really sorry for D'Lo Brown because I think the unfortunate incident in the ring. Yeah. In, in Raw with draws. Yeah. K- killed his career. I love the way you say draws, by the way. Draws. Draws. <laughs> so British. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. <laughs> Welcome to the grammar school education, motherfucker. <laughs> you said it before, and every time I mark out like crazy, <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, yeah, well, me too. I feel sorry for Dilo after he abused puke. Yeah, it's a shame, man. It really or, was. Or as like... we call it in grammar school, puke. <laughs> puke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, accidents happen, man. Yeah, but I don't think he was ever the same. I don't think his, his in-ring style ever recovered. I don't no. think his driver determination was ever there. And rightly so. Not, well, not, not rightly so, but you can understand why. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, 98, he was so good. There's a couple of moments with Mark Henry in one of these rules where they're just swearing like fuck all the way back up the ramp and the camera's catching them doing it. And you're like, they don't care at all. But um, Do you remember the... It was an opening pay-per-view match between Val Venus and D'Lo Brown. It was good. It was one like five star match yeah. they had. I just remember sitting there going, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" It was proper WCW Lucha Junior style. This was WF t- didn't really do that at the time. No. You know? so this really was cool. the time that WCW was sniffing around to try and sign D'Lo Brown after that uh, Val Venus match. Okay, was yeah. it now? Nice. However, that didn't go the same way for poor D'Lo Brown. He ended up being on that ITV thing with Roddy Piper. You know, they oh, did like a wrestling show. Yeah, on ITV. that was terrible. We need to find that somewhere and cover that. Oh, that could be good. Like good bonus pod material. Yeah. I thought this might be a bonus pod, but fuck it. It's funny. So um, we're back from adverts and Jerry is putting over the Kane Taker Austin feud as Hawk makes his way to the ring. In full flipping gimmick and face paint. Love it. Absolutely love it. He's got the little biker shorts on, got his full boots, face paint, you know. I he's love ready he's grown, to go. His ha- grown his hair out this run as well, right? He's <laughs> having the monk bits in. Basically, like Shane Warne's been offering him some like hair transplant treatment. <laughs> Good reference. It's, it's a weird time for LOD because. LOD 2000. Exactly. So Hawks got clean. They came back at WrestleMania 14, well, allegedly clean at this yeah. point. Um, I, think, I think they've talked about it like post pre uh, yeah 14 is when hawk got clean and yes. they started doing the whole campaigning for wf to be more child friendly and such yeah um i might be wrong in that don't quote me on it but uh, they came back at wrestlemania 14 with sunny as the dude to win the tag team battle royal first one they'd ever done and then basically did fuck all up until about this point they had a few feuds here with like the um, new age outlaws i seem to remember yeah because you remember the, like the uh uh, no holds barred outside when they put like the ice cooler over the back of Hawk when they're having their like fight on the outside. This was before I don't remember that they feuded with uh, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. Oh, nice, yeah, for the WrestleMania match and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So this was the build up. This was like their last feud before they moved into that. Nice, nice, cool. And then shortly after, this is where they then had the uh, suicidal Hawk character. Oh, that was terrible. When they had him on the top of the Tron. Yeah, Jesus that Christ. was very, very bad. <laughs> so our next match in the Brawl for All is Hawk from the LOD versus. Versus Darren Drozdov or he's gonna puke. He's gonna. He's gonna. Sorry. I like the fact that poor, poor like Matt Bloom when he was with him, he's like, oh, mm. he's thrown up again. <laughs> uh. So I mean, he's not Jimmy Pop. <laughs> I don't know who Jimmy Pop is. Bloodhound Gang. 
Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Did he puke on someone or something? They do a lot of on-stage vomiting. Oh, good to know. Did not know that at all. So JR calls him The Draws, and he does a Skittles sponsor, and I kind of miss JR doing Skittles, the fruit of Bravos, or whatever it is, you know. Can't imagine JR now sitting there going, Skittles, taste the rainbow. That's the one, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, at least these two lads are actually wearing their gear and actually seem to give a shit about their gimmicks yeah. and stuff. Uh, they pretty much just throw down. Hawk's stance is like Bispings, uh, which I refer <laughs> to as the tummy first chin up routine. <laughs> like this. Every time a punch comes in, you go, whoa. And then get knocked the fuck out by Dan Henson, so it's all good. I like as well that they, um, again, as per usual, JR, these two great NFL linebackers. Oh, <sighs> the, the football references for pretty much, if anyone touched a football, yeah. that they were mentioned. It's on the tail of the tape towards the later things about how they're professional footballers. I'm like, how is that meant to help them in the fight? You know, it's footwork. It's fucking ridiculous. So Draws gets a takedown, but it's right on the bell. Uh, so I think Hawk wins this round 5 0. Yep. That's why I had it down because it just lands a few more punches. It's my scorecard said the unofficial scorecard. Not present. Is it still not at this no. point? Okay, I know it comes in eventually. I think I have a note down where I'm like, oh, there's an unofficial scorecard suddenly. <laughs> so round two, there lands some solid punches here and there. Joyce is now doing the Muay Thai style dance. Uh, style stance. He's doing this thing, you know, like Shogun used to do back in the day. I'm like, oh, it looks so cool. Yeah, it's completely ineffective at this point. So JR and King put over that the draws hurt his hand, apparently, but he didn't because it's a minute round and he's wearing fucking giant boxing gloves. All the angles. Yeah, for sure. Did a nail. Nightmare. The commentary on this is weird, to say the least. They've got Occasionally, you've got HBK turning up as well, like Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the commentary for these Brawl for All matches? I think Jao and King did the best with what they were given. Right. Because I think from when you've got such scripted uh, storytelling to have, to then go into a shoot fight where all JR's going to do is case of, oh, Steve Williams on next week. <laughs> Get that kid over. I, I thought there was a lot of that. Not as much as I thought, you know. I thought every time, I seem in my memory of him talking about the brawl for all and commentating just going, oh, but he's not going to have to fight Steve Williams in the next round. And he kind of does it occasionally, yeah. but not really, you know. It's the, on, thought, the only gushing came at the end of Steve Williams' last fight in the brawl for all. Yeah, for sure, yeah. I thought Pedo King did... <laughs> I'm just dropping that in. <laughs> did, did an okay job of, um, like, being really gimmicky with it. Yeah, and trying to put over things that weren't really happening just to keep it interesting for wrestling fans because I think with the response of the crowds and stuff they realise this is not really yeah. what especially for this match this case of well you know Draws is trying to take his place in LOD 2000 Hawk doesn't want to be booted out of LOD 2000 why is this guy coming in yeah that, it's that all like, kind okay, of stems around this it. doesn't it as yeah. well like yeah so um brr, who cares again a hawk's nose is cut apparently yeah, draws actually broke his nose uh, in my later reading discovered that but again funny place to blade on your nose it seems yeah. like a dumb idea but whatever well, this is the brawl for all <laughs> so round three hawk swings wildly draws just kind of absorbs it and stands there like draws is a mad motherfucker he doesn't give a shit he'll take a punch like crazy 100 grand on the line yeah for sure uh, Hawk's mouthpiece falls out and he's like fuck it let's fight and Droz spits his out and I'm like yeah they're working that's manly shit that's really cool uh, best booked part of the show so far <laughs> the mouth spitting out the, the spitting out the mouth guards uh, Joz has cardio and lands a few punches but not more than Hawk did earlier I gave the bout 15-0 to Hawk both lads embrace poke fight they call it a draw what the fuck how is the draw who progresses i love the fact that they didn't bother and it's a draw right well austin's on later <laughs> it's just the weirdest thing ever 
There's no point score. There's they don't show the point card. They have no solution for it whatsoever. And they find a solution later in the show, but we'll get to that in a minute. I think. Uh, this raw has Val Venus Kai entire segments, and I'm like, oh, nearly, don't blow it yet. <laughs> this raw has the DX slightly racist segment where they black up as the nation. <laughs> this Raw has the Kane Mankind match where it was Undertaker all along under the mask, which I remember being absolutely terrified by. Because when they when Kane and uh, Mankind would Mankind refused to fight Kane and it'd be in the red lights and such. Yeah. I remember genuinely being terrified as like an eleven, twelve year old, you know? So I don't know, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Sports entertainment, brother. <laughs> Next up we've got uh, hopefully I get this right, Bodacious Bart Gun. Versus Bombastic Bob Holly, the Midnight Express tag team partners. Let's just talk about this little thing, this stint for the Midnight Midnight the Express. The new Midnight Express? <laughs> Fucking hell. Jim Cornette needed something to do and they wanted to get some belts on Bobbo. A way to shit on a legacy, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> way to enhance a legacy. <laughs> Come on, man, this is terrible. They took Bob Holly and Bart Gunn and made them the Midnight Express and gave them the NWA straps on WF TV. Yeah, leave Bob Sparky plug alone. <laughs> My friends call me Sparky. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, so geez. bad. So these are two tag team partners that are going to be fighting in this, right? So JR takes this chance to take a shot at the NBA on commentary. I'm like, what the fuck? He says a line that's along the lines of, ah, oh, this is going to be better than the NBA because at least there's contact here. And like, it's a non-contact sport, JR. What do you want from them? Checking. It's <laughs> fucking dumb. HBK on commentary for this match as well. So uh, no longer got the special referee, the guy we talked about earlier. We just got a normal WF guy. Wellness policy. <laughs> or the referee. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. He was near Baracus. It <laughs> just kind of absorbs into yeah. your skin. Did you hear about um, the three or four UFC guys that all got um, got caught this week? No. So what happened is that there's a supplement company that was endorsed by the UFC, I think, that was sent out sent out their products to a bunch of fighters, but they were all tainted. So our whole section of fighters all got popped at the same time for the <laughs> same thing. And it's like, for fuck's sake, the issues they're having with like cheating and like yeah. sports. Um, what am I trying to say? juice basically fucking steroids yeah. and testosterone and shit man it's quite funny well, so, you've, seen, you've seen that in the boxing now with um, anthony joshua and um thingy miller did they it? get popped as well miller got popped so there's uh, no fight fucking hell <sighs> but that's all right anthony joshua because if you want to fight can i recommend the brawl for all <laughs> that's it if you want to juice and fight this is the one for you <laughs> so round number one bart takes uh, turns his back on bob bob shoves him Fucking working. piece of shit. Obviously working. Uh, Bob tries to dip, duck, dive, and dodge. <laughs> like that reference. Cool, cool. But Bart has literally no head movement, just power puncher. Uh, round one's definitely 5 0 to gun. He is beating the crap out of Bob Holly throughout this fight. At this stage, I thought to myself, Bart Gunn looks like a superstar. Yeah. And in round two, where Bob Holly is standing there, and Bart's got his hands up above his head, and Bob's just going, ding, 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 to the body shots. And Bart just kind of stands there and goes, can you not please <laughs> you know like he doesn't give a shit he gives a zero fucks man um 
Gunn takes the Bradshaw route and just starts throwing right hooks over and over and over again. I think Bob Holly wishes he wasn't in this fight at this point. Like, at the end yeah. of round one, I've got a 10-0 Gunn. Uh, round three, Bart is throwing bombs every time Bob Holly backs into the corner. Uh, honestly surprised Bob Holly's still on his fight feet. The fight is over, and I think Bar Gun took a little bit of pity on him because I feel like he yeah. could have knocked him the fuck out at any moment in the third round, especially. So. Straight back to the NASCAR circuit, Bob Holly. <laughs> <laughs> he survived until what? 2000? 2000... 2008. 2000... I was going to say 2009 or 10. Like, yeah, it's around then. He had a hell of a career with the WF. He made a lot of money. Yeah. I know. I will always remember like that ECW thing, the cane shot across his back. Oh yeah, yeah horrible. Yeah. Do you remember the bump he took off the the stage through the ladder? Oh yeah. But uh, through the table, sorry. But the edge of the table split off from things. So it split right in his back. Oh, it's like don't ever use tables that have an edge on them like that. It's brutal. It's like razor wire. You know? And you know the worked fight in a uh, tough enough where he got a lot of flack for basically beating down Matt Capitelli. Oh, yeah. He it, did that a few times. Rene Dupree beat the shit out of him on uh, SmackDown or something as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but because he took the beat, and that's why Rene Dupree got the job, because Vince was like, oh. I think it might have been Sylvain Grenier, actually, who he beat down, because that's who became the dodgy referee. Mm. Whereas Rene Dupree was the young boy. Pretty made... sure it was Rene Dupree, but it doesn't matter. I mean, Bob Holly doesn't have previous on this or anything. <laughs> Bob, it's just bombastic Bob. I've got a good uh, joke about that later, but we'll get to it. So, uh, Bodacious Bites announces the winner. Bob Holly looks fucked up. Uh, they meet in the middle of the ring. Bob shoves Bart in the face. They brawl in the corner. Bartland slaps to the top of Bob's head because there's no padding there, and he's like, I'm going to fuck you up if I've got a chance. It seems to be some legitimate heat here. They get separated, and Bob Holly goes, You're a fucking dick! <laughs> like, it's raw. It's like eight o'clock in the evening. Don't say you fucking dick. Do. Attitude. That's <laughs> what Vince likes. So funny. How they got away with this shit and didn't lose all their advertisers immediately because they're out of. I didn't watch a lot of these rules, but there's maybe like 50 swear words, like big F bombs and this stuff. This episode you know? as well was the first time where you had like the. This is TVMA at the uh, start of this episode as well. I saw through like a few like sexual warnings because you got the sable, like Jackie. Kind of, um, uh, what's the ICP lot as well? Thank God Terry Runnels wasn't there. <laughs> Check, out Super Quiz. <laughs> Check out Super Quiz Cup 2. Absolutely. They're around me. Uh, and yep, just watch it. That's got uh, more views than I anticipated it was oh, going to have. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and listen, sorry. So I appreciate that. So yeah, thank you very much for um, and engaging and whatever. If you may want to take part in a future Super Quiz Cup, Send us a message. Mm, we have some plans in the works. Mm. I've scaled back the plans because I was getting a little bit like, let's get a theatre and <laughs> do like giant production. But we're going to keep it simpler for now. But I in mean, the future, you never know. If you buy one of our t-shirts, mm. you have an opportunity for us to hire a theatre and go for bigger production. And look how beautiful it is. That gorgeous like punk design with the cross and the bars and the stars. It's ah, fucking awesome. the masked man. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that in a bit. So worldofwrestlingpodcast.com is where you can pick up a t-shirt or just go to amazon.com or .co.uk. You can buy it directly from Amazon. Uh, it's, it's Yeah, it's great. It's a really nice quality. It's printed. It's soft. It's uh, something. <laughs> I'm not very good at marketing. It's super soft and comfortable. It feels good and it washes and it doesn't shrink in the wash. Uh, true, true. So up next, we've got The Godfather is going to legitimately fight the UFC's Dan the Beast 7. Meow, meow, oh, hang on, wait, no. It's just generic Steve Blackman entrance music. <laughs> so dumb, isn't it? So going into this fight, I'm like, you know he's a legitimate fighter. Post-fight, I was like, man, I could back Godfather in a fight. He can fucking go. Hang on, you say that. 
do you not remember in a previous life when he was Kummer the ultimate fighting machine? Indeed. So why are you trying to put down those kayfabe credentials? You should have got the staff with the skull and done the whole, like, you know. I'd love that. Dan Seven, Silent Ringside going, <laughs> the green vom coming out warrior style. I mean, mate, I mean, so good. And that's how they should have worked these fights. You know, that's entertainment point. So we've got Dan Seven against the Godfather. Uh, again, no all generic music, no entrances, no rules. We literally come back from adverts and it's ding, 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 ring the bell. So round one, Dan Seven keeps going in for the takedowns. Holy shit, Godfather can box. Really decent jab. This is just weird. Seven is very aware that Godfather can now box and is going to do everything he possibly can to not let him back on his feet. Yep. The ref shouts at him. He's like, you can't hold him. You have to let him up. Dan's like, he's holding me. He's holding me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure, mate. That's God- it's like snow angeling underneath him. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm definitely not. Uh, man, you've got to respect the wildly like veteran tactics of Dan Seven in this fight. Because he's probably like, I'm going to get Steve Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to prove he's the real badass. Hey, he could, man, I feel like Dan Seven could take anyone down at this point. Yeah. Like He's legit. You know, He's not the greatest fighter of all time by any means. But In this pool? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever watched the Ken Shamrock Dan Seven UFC fight? No. Okay, so it lasts about an hour, and they only engage at the very last second of this hour. Working smart, brother. One one guillotine choke, and that's the end of the fight. Well booked. It's literally the worst fight in existence. <laughs> Sorry, have you not just covered what we've just read it's, for the last like, trust me, seven this is, fights? These last a minute or two. Like That lasted like an hour. It was the worst <laughs> fucking fight I've ever seen in my life. Um... So Seven has Karma down at the end of the match and then the round, sorry, and won't let him up. The ref can barely break it up at all. It's weird. Technically, this should be a 7-10-5 round, but Brawl for All type scoring, uh, I'm not really sure what's going on because what's a takedown, what isn't a takedown. 96-3. <laughs> Dan Severin or whatever. Jerry Lawler. <laughs> because Dan Severin should be deducted points. Because there's a thing, like, after five seconds, you're meant to break this. The ref talks about it at some point in the tournament. I think it's later, actually, after this. I think, they I think this. he's thinking that you're in the ropes. I think he's thinking rope break. Yeah. There's also weird things about the ropes as well. People latch yeah. onto them occasionally. And then they're like, you know, oh. The referee, the, the ropes are lava. <laughs> but I have it 5-0 karma because he landed a few body shots. And I had Godfather winning this. Yeah, because the rounds are bullshit. So the second round is pretty much the same thing. The ref goes, I'm going to penalise it if you don't break it. <laughs> and Severin stands up in the second round and is like, no, no, I didn't hold him down. I don't know what you're talking about. He's doing this. It's like, fucking great. So after the second round, I have it 20-5 to five for seven. Uh, not sure Godfather landed a single punch in the second round. The fans are literally going, we want wrestling throughout the whole of the second round. So they all switched over to TNT. <laughs> so round three, HBK and commentary goes, they've given some of the takedown scores to seven, but the Godfather is throwing more punches. Wouldn't that get him five points? And I'm like, I don't know. Would it? <laughs> is that the rules? Based on the rules, most punches landed gets five points it's just the whole thing's so fucking dumb well done for sure mike's trying to call out this bullshit <laughs> so the unofficial scorecard pops up for the Yay! first time and gives it five ten to the godfather and i'm like fuck this company seven took it down like 10 times what are they talking about it's so weird um godfather blocks the takedown uh, seven starts throwing short shitty punches this is how you win this tournament by the way this is the best way to do it uh seven gets another takedown hbk is like is that a takedown and king goes i don't think so the ref tells them they have 10 seconds left uh it was clearly a takedown by the way um seven gets another takedown to side position and they just kind of hold there until the bell rings crowd boo the finish they really should have worked in a high spot somewhere yeah. you know <laughs> 
I have it 35 to 5 7. Two more takedowns and most punches. Dan Seven is announced as the winner. No scorecard, nothing at all to let us know how or why. Because we were keeping score at home. And Godfather just leaves the ring. For now. Seven puts his hands up in the air and we get generic music. We don't even get Dan Seven's down, 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 which is like the greatest theme tune ever. But um, again, it's fucking shit. <laughs> this, is the, this is the most embarrassing one. Fair play to the Godfather. Good boxing. Yeah. I mean, Severin's, you know, he wins a fight. He knows how to win a fight. But this is not entertaining. No. So, <laughs> next up. From the province of Quebec is PC fucking Eye Patch Anil. He, he's fighting Dr. Death Steve Williams. So, from JR Booking standpoint, first off, we're going to put him up against a man who is blind in one eye. What? So, do you think they booked him accidentally and think it was like Al Snow's dear Pierre? <laughs> What's that? Remember after, uh, like, head went missing and then Al Snow had uh, like a uh, deer's head which he called Pierre oh, I don't remember that really no get ready to go back and watch the kennel from hell match <laughs> oh god that was terrible um, but I mean is he is Pierre legitimately blind in one eye yes because he doesn't wear an eye patch or anything now no he didn't wear an eye patch in the ring it's just after the uh, the Quebecers split up yeah then he had the eye patch over one eye I don't think he wore it when he was in the tag team Jean-Luc and Pierre oh. the Quebecers are you sure he's legitimately blind in one eye yeah okay didn't know that. Anyway, I mean, that ruins half my notes because most of my notes are just like, he can't see punches coming because he's got an eye patch on. And why is he wearing the eye patch? But I mean... Working the gimmick. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right, quickly, right. Uh, keep going. I'm going to give it a quick Google. There's a really weird thing where a guy called Barry Switzer puts over Dr. Death in a picture-in-picture interview promo thing. He lost his eyesight and right eye at the age of 12 with an accident with a pellet gun. Well, did not know that at all. Fair enough. Okay. Thank fuck my research is correct. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I trust you. Um, Kayfabe is real to me, damn it. <laughs> Coco Beware really did have a parrot. Uh, and he lived well, on a pirate did, he boat. He did have a parrot. And he lived on a pirate boat. Of course he had a parrot. He came out with it every week. <laughs> Good old Frankie. Did the snake had a snake. Well, he had lots of snakes because he killed most of them <laughs> accidentally. So did Earthquake that one time. <laughs> did he? When he splat did the uh, running earthquake trumpy slash yeah. on top of a snake in the middle of the ring. The big when whoopsie. He was with, the big whoopsie, that's <laughs> it. When he was uh, feuding with Jake Roberts, put the oh. snake in the middle of the ring and landed the big whoopsie on Ed, um, Damien. Wow, no shit. Damien number 75 or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> I speculate there was no snake in the bag. Well, you'd like to think so, but who knows at that time. Um, blah, 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 blah. So Steve Williams has a generic kind of fire robe on. I'm like, at least he's putting some effort into his gimmick. PCO's eye patch. I thought it wasn't legit, but you know, you got to work the gimmick, son. But apparently it is legit. So there we go. Um, PCO has these blue shell suit shorts. And I fucking, I didn't know those existed. I need a pair in my life. On it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really good. So um, blah, blah, blah. They fight round one. Oh, I don't know if I'm bothered to do this, but fast takedown by Dr. Death. Uh, they throw a few sloppy f fuck punches. PCO hooks the ropes to stop a takedown. No penalty. No whatever. Bullshit rules. Well, he can't see in one eye. <laughs> How does that mean you can hook on the ropes to stop a takedown? A special dispensation. <laughs> PCO swings wildly with his right hand but can't see his target. <laughs> so completely misses. Uh, Dr. Death does another takedown. They both go for a takedown on butt heads. And it's like, oh, that looked painful. Dr. Death lands a solid left straight. Uh, Dr. Death does another takedown. PCO turns him over on the ground and JR calls it a takedown for PCO. Like, that's not how takedowns work. You can't, like, get oh, he's taken down. He's on top. And then switch and be like, oh, that's my takedown. I did that. Clearly, you've not seen me and my wife wrestle. 
<laughs> Sex joke. What are your weirder comments in the evening? That's for sure. So I have this as 20 to nil for Dr. D. Dr. Death, sorry. The unofficial WWE scorecards have it a bullshit 5, 15 to 5. Fucking. Oh, it's so dumb. Inclusion points. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of missed stuff here. The ref causes a random break in the action because he's like has to step in for some god knows reason. Does he not know this is a legitimate fight? Um, Doctor Death lands a sloppy punch or two and gets a standing count. What, like, where did the standing count from come from? Was this well, thing? We've had it in one of the early matches. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess there was one. Consistency. They, they haven't talked about it a great deal, but I mean, no one knows the rules. Like the idea of MMA, like, which basically they're trying to do here with a standing eight count. Com- combo- combined combat. <laughs> oh, they called it connected combat. So dumb, man. <laughs> So, um, WWF unofficial scorecard after the second round has it 35 to 5 for Dr. Death. It's like, oh, you're trying to get him over by any chance? It's almost like this was the plan all along. Apparently, he got a knockdown at some point as well. Didn't happen. No. PCO no. looked knackered because he oh, got yeah. tonks, but that was it. Yeah. Uh, round three, Lawler goes, this is a great concept. Fucking isn't. <laughs> so drink, uh, drunks at a bar swinging on each other. Proper shitty boxing. Dr. Death has his hands up but like three foot from his chin, which is absolutely stupid. Uh, ref stops Dr. Death from fucking up PCO in the corner. Ref gives him a, another seven count and goes, you going to fight? No answer. Ah, oh, that's it. Fuck it. <laughs> the ref calls it off. Not paid by the minute. <laughs> what are the rules? Well, well, five points for a takedown. Five points for... <laughs> I don't know what to say. Well, the right person for this match won, and because of such a dominating performance against a one-eyed man, mm. paid the man 100k. <laughs> this fight, wasn't it? After this outstanding performance, <sighs> in fairness, this was the first stoppage. Mm. So they're probably like, yeah, he's the only one who stopped it. Yeah, he's the only one who can finish a fight. Yeah. Against a one-eyed man. I mean, good thing that we don't have a a biker and against a dancer for the final match in this. Oh, wait, we do. Biker and a dancer. Eight ball off of the Disciples of Apocalypse. Oh, what, the next fire? Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, this Raw has The Rock versus X-Park. Same match as the main event of my first ever wrestling show for WF, the Capital Carnage one. It was meant to be Triple H versus The Rock. I was a sad fanboy. <laughs> X-Park is no replacement for Triple H, that's for fucking sure. Uh, this Raw also has the Triple H convincing the girl to flash her boobs at the camera. TVMA. Absolutely, man. So I missed 1998. Um, when am I going to start doing this in OWE? What? Just <laughs> 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 trying to get girls to flash. And- no, I'm just going to flash. <laughs> I'm just going to put pictures of me, picture in picture. Of course. <laughs> Good luck later. So, I mean, 1998, is, it's a weird time for pro wrestling, for sure. It's a great time as well. Um, but it is like innocently disgusting at times, I think is the way I want to put it. You know? If you look back at wrestling in 1998, I yeah. mean, obviously, we were teenagers when we were watching, so we enjoyed a lot of it. You would not be able to do anything to do with the ladies that they do did back in 1998 to yeah. now. Yeah. And it's sometimes a little uncomfortable looking back watching it. For sure, yeah. It's very exploitative at times. Yeah. And the thing is, you know that they weren't getting paid decent money. You yeah. knew that they were just referred to as the rats as they were being sort of mm. traipsed around. Yeah, it was a bad time for women in WF, for sure. Great time for storytelling fantastic time for storytelling yeah. which leads to, you know as we've now completed oh no we haven't completed all the first round matches fuck no still got, um, eight ball and two cold scorpio i don't seem to have any notes for that fight at all i okay. think i missed it well i can tell you exactly what happened in this go for it a lot of cuddling 
Ah. A lot of attempted covering up, and basically Scorpio kept on trying to land anything on him, on the big man, on okay. eight ball. Did Scorpio which, win? Hmm? Scorpio must have Scorpio won. Scorpio won on a points decision. Oh, okay, fair enough. But again, uh, no uh, unofficial scorecard to help me and my decision, other than Scorpio looked like he was a little bit more active. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, later in the, the bout, Scorpio has some good boxing. Yeah. And uh, 8-Paul's a big racist piece of shit, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> so it's all good. I wonder if this was a little bit of a rib. All right, 8-Ball. Yeah. Go against Scorpio. Let's For see what sure, happens. man, absolutely. This is why I want to see Big E versus Hogan. You know about him and his brother's tattoos, right? Yeah, they're awful, yeah, yeah. disgusting human beings. Piece of shit. Like, maybe it was a mistake when they were young kids and they tried to rectify the situation and get rid of them or whatever. I don't think they did. I don't think they even had them covered up. I think it's very easy if that's really bad to get a tattoo to cut up with. I'm just going to have this massive black spot on my arm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on. No, I'm a massive racist, so I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, for the record, that was the Disciples of Apocalypse, not the views of Tex Williams. It's all good. <laughs> Imagine you cutting that for the start of the intro. I'm a massive racist. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. You're good. You're good. So, um, next up, uh, round two, I guess this is at this point. But like, we haven't shown any brackets or anything, so we're just guessing. So, that is the end of round one. But... We have some victims, unfortunately, from the first round of action. You want to do this now? Okay, go I on. I will. So considering there were eight fights, yep. therefore, eight winners, almost 50% of the winners do not wrestle in the second round. Yeah, it's not good. So Steve Blackman, who won his first bout against Mark Merrow, uh, was forced to withdraw because he was injured. So Mark Merrow, who lost, was promoted to fight in the second round. Yep. Cheers, Johnny be bad. Draws advanced as Road Warrior Hawk was injured. Okay. We'll come back to that. And Dan the B7 won his bout and then said, I've got nothing else to prove. I'll quit. So then the Godfather went through. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Williams like, no. I've heard a couple of people talk about Dan the B7. Apparently, like, basically he was backstage like, this is, a, this is nonsense. This is stupid. Why do I have to wear boxing gloves and stuff? And basically just bitched his way out of the tournament is what it seems to be. Yeah, uh, and that's that's all it seems to me. He's a fucking cretin. <laughs> so next matchup is Doctor Death Steve Williams versus Bart Gun. So starting with backstage vignettes, uh, Doctor Death Doctor Death is doing skipping rope. Who is agile? <laughs> versus boisterous Bart <laughs> get his hands wrapped. I've got a million. I, I basically I got so bored of this tournament. I started looking up different descriptive words that begin with B. So I've got a whole versatile, a whole plethora of them throughout this pod. A good old bombastic Bart. <laughs> <laughs> so some random Droz promo here as well for Droz's world it's like the real world yeah promo with Droz puking and shooting shotguns and fucking around with giant snakes and stuff wellness policy Did, was this a thing yeah they, 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 this was how they were introducing his solo character before they were because they pushed him in no no, no I mean was there actually a show called Droz's world or was it oh, just no, the vignette this was like GTV oh stuff. okay yeah seems a shame we should have done it <laughs> it would have been funny <laughs> um blah 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 um it's a really weird bit with the draws program where he starts to tell a mark mark henry story and they just fade to black <laughs> like wait hang on where's the story that would have been entertaining about bad parenting of a hand yeah so <laughs> that's funny so uh more generic music entrances as they announce belligerent bar <laughs> as being a member of the midnight express did they did they not watch the product did they not see what happened in the last round but apparently not the people won't remember <laughs> all right Vince. <laughs> jr calls this 
Um, sorry, he says, this caused Jim Cornette to quit as their manager. Yeah, that's why Jim Cornette's not, not here. Nothing to do with the pure visceral hatred for booking alongside Vince Russo or the fact he's headed to WCW's booking team in this year. You know, like, oh, fucking hell. You've got to imagine that Bart Gunn's an underdog in this going against Dr. Death. <laughs> You're right, JR. You've got to learn. Uh, I find it interesting how Vince, WF, whatever, learn from their mistakes pretty quickly. Little things like mentioning a guy that's leaving your company. Yeah. You know, and they, they, nowadays they'll just be like, no, nope, off TV, off you go, unless it's Dean Ambrose, which has to be at work, right? No. Do you think he's actually going? I think he's done. Why did they put him over so hard on his way out? Money. You think? For the, uh, the Shield merch. They got to sell one final t shirt that uh, sold like hotcakes at the Shield's final chapter. Is that why? Okay. That makes sense, I guess. And yeah. also, make him leave happy, because then with Roman and Rollins going, just come back. Because he's been off injured for 12 months. He's come yeah. back, doesn't like it. He's done a year and he's like, this is shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to resign. Yeah. So then next year at Mania will hopefully if he comes back, shield triple threat. The thing is that I think he's to blame for a lot of why it's shit. Like that match with Seth Rollins, they had a lot of momentum coming into it. I know his character was a bit dodgy and all that yeah. sort of stuff, but you've got to work with what you're given sometimes. You yeah. Know? And, and again, I appreciate that a lot of people have said Brock Lesnar is difficult to work with, but got a great match out of Strowman got a yeah. great match I and obviously no Joe will get a good match out of anyone and they put in them with good works like Balor and like with Dragon yeah Dean Ambrose should have been able to get a good match out of Brock Lesnar <laughs> you would have thought as much yeah. I suspect that while he's saying like Brock Lesnar doesn't want to do anything I'm pretty sure Dean Ambrose is like I'm going to twat the shit out of you with this cane and Brock was like <laughs> I'm paid 23 million times more than you do and mm. I've got 20 million reasons why I'm going to do this three minutes and gone similar to Mania where it's like have a two-minute match and go home. <laughs> cool. So we've got uh, round one. Dr. Death goes for a takedown. Bart does a good job of blocking it, but Dr. Death turns to the corner and go- Bart down goes Bart. Uh, the ref now shouts five, like he's scoring the goddamn fight. Five points, takedown. How can someone referee a fight and score it at the same time? Cutbacks. It's so dumb. You think about the logistics of that. Like You have to be the unbiased person in the ring, keeping control and stuff, but you're scoring it at the same time. That's because when you've got Sable, Terry Runnels, and Jackie as red judges, they're like, oh, I'm not paying attention to that. <laughs> and neither was half the all of the audience. Not a real thing, but it's all good. <laughs> so Bart has two solid as fuck left hooks. Every time Dr. Death comes wading in, Bart smashes him. Uh, some fan has a sunny 69 in the crowd that's how bored i am so five five after the first round dr death with the one takedown bar gun with the most punches um round two dr death uh faces a takedown fakes a takedown sorry and comes up high uh, they both swing and end up in the corner dr death is still wading in like he doesn't give a fuck bar gun countering with the left hook over and over and over and over i love how no one is adjusting to their opponent at all they all have one tactic and they're like i'm gonna stick to this tactic no matter what happens stick to their guns kid <laughs> um Bargan shoots on Dr. Death and takes him down. So this is the moment that apparently Dr. Death picks up this injury. So Dr. Death half falls out to the ring and I've watched a couple of shoots where he talks about how his ham- nose his hamstring has gone completely. Yeah. And so from this moment onwards, Dr. Death is kind of stumbling forwards and he's on his feet. I wonder how legitimately injured he was and how much it's excuses post-fight almost. You I know? think it's excuses post-fight. I think he got rocked and he thought, oh shit, I'm on my way out here. Yeah, I think that as well, but it's impossible to say. Yeah. Who can really know? He's never admitted to it in any way, shape, or form. So, um, uh, he does reach for his knee at one point, but as when the camera's kind of off of him as well, so yeah. that had some legitimacy to it, but who knows. So I have this scored at 15-5 to Bart Gunn, punches and a takedown at the end of the round as well. So round three, uh, Bart Gunn's cornerman advice. First time I get to hear any of the cornermen saying anything, he goes, 
go do it, son. <laughs> and you're like, that's some quality technical advice. Good job. It's all he needs. It's all he needs. He's made his paycheck. <laughs> so there's the best bit in this whole fucking fight is where they both come into the center of the ring and they both go for a lockup. <laughs> <laughs> like they're totally working they're definitely working but uh, yeah i don't know it's just like they accidentally fall into a lockup it's kind of really funny it's a clinch really if yeah. we're talking mma but it's a lock it's a, it's collar elbow the idea of people collaring elbowing in a legit fight is fucking hilarious to me but i know i loved it jockeying for position loud boring chants from the crowd even though this is probably the best fight on the whole show so far uh dr death messily falls to the ground Bart Gunn ankle picks Dr. Death for another takedown. Dr. Death is selling his knee like crazy. Uh, Bart Gunn starts to swing on him. Huge left hand, huge stra- straight onto, du- onto a sideways facing Dr. Death. And down he goes. The ref's like, you okay, buddy? <laughs> no response at all. <laughs> and the ref's like, oh, it- it's done then. <laughs> it's so strange. Based on how shit the finish had been so far on this brawl for all, we weren't expecting him to actually get properly knocked out. This is the point where I'm like... I think Dr. Death took a little bit of a pratfall here. I think he knows he doesn't want to fight anymore. He's having the shit kicked out of him. Because when he goes down, he's looking around and going like this. And whenever the camera comes, he goes, and just freezes. (laughs) It's like a child Mm. case of, I'm asleep. Yeah. And again, this just led to some excellent jail. I mean, it's not the first time he's been put on his backside. It's not the first time he's... You know, puncher's chance, puncher's chance. You know, he's been knocked out before. He'll be knocked out again. <laughs> yeah, JR, he will. Right <laughs> out of the company. <laughs> yeah, true. So uh, your winner is Beaming Bart Gun, <laughs> but you got knocked the fuck out, son. Uh, nice to have a, like at least some sort of knockout finish coming here, you know? Yeah. Uh, I need to just quickly just leave. Sorry. And it was the first of many, oh no, first oh, of very few knockouts. And he said, worryingly, best fight of the whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's right up there. Like, um, right up there. <laughs> in terms of like these fights, at least. Yeah. So as Bart Gunn is having his gloves removed, uh, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. And I'm like, it's Owen, awesome. What's going to happen? And they cut to adverts. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Because <laughs> then they just come back, and Owen's just standing in the ring, and it's got nothing to do with the brawl for all. So just basically yeah. Vince did this going, Steve Williams is out. Get someone out there. Cut, <laughs> cut to break. Uh, yeah. I was so excited for something to happening that I gave a shit about. I was like, ah, fuck it. No more. And who would have thought they didn't want to blow their load? So this was the only brawl for all on this episode of Raw. <laughs> so next up, we've got Godfather versus Scorpio. Uh, out comes Godfather with his ring gear, but <laughs> without his ring gear, sorry, but with the hoe train. Yeah. <laughs> like, great priorities i like it like it. i think Absolutely it's more it. that if you get through each round you're allowed to win part of your gimmick back <laughs> that would have made me give a shit like you know you get to wing elements of your gimmick back everyone's stripped down had mark henry won his match he would have been back with like a slot bucket but still like the tracky bottoms <laughs> you mean henry godwin but it's fine you said mark henry <laughs> but yes I know. mark henry o godwin <laughs> <laughs> so jr tells us that dan severin has withdrawn from the competition uh cut to an emotionless motionless dan severin who cuts this promo do you want to do this god i've written the whole promo out for you there you go you've got to do it completely emotionless remember a man of my stature i have nothing to prove if i have a score to settle i will do it where my hands are not bound <laughs> it's the best promo ever 
And again, who would have thought this guy never made it in the A? Oh, so good. Ooh, Flash, you are so funky. But you're not really, because we've got the generic bullshit music that you come out. So Flash Funk, aka the racist killer from the oh, previous fucking round. fucking A, man. Well, good on him. Why not? So uh, Godfather on the mic. Because in a legitimate fight, this is what you do. I'd love to see, like, you know, Chuck Liddell back in the night. He's coming out and cutting a promo <laughs> as he gets in the ring. Chuck Liddell to Randy Couture and basically going, if you take these bitches, I'll just have your belt. But we take uh, the hose home <laughs> and I'll take the UFC belt. <laughs> nice. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Dana Watt will be sat there at ringside, like octagon on the side going, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so this is where I had an idea whereby the UFC have got some viewership issues at the moment. Their numbers have dropped a little bit. Well, quite significantly, if you, depending on who you believe and who you don't believe. So why not? Just start doing this. Like, get Conor McGregor out there. Give him a microphone. Let him talk for five minutes before they fight. It will get over. Like It'll be so controversial. I like it. But I don't, I'm like pro wrestling, so fuck it. Who cares? That's right. Conor McGregor in WWE fighting Stephanie at Mania. Oh, yeah. That's going to happen. <laughs> they haven't got enough money to get Conor in there, I don't think. And Stephanie will beat him. <laughs> Shane might. Shane apparently is challenging fucking uh, top dog. Big dog. Roman Reigns. Yeah. It's, how is that a thing? Well, Elias is going to do his fighting for him. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, that well, I don't mind that, Elias. Yeah, I like Elias. I think we need to get him over a bit more as a wrestler rather than just a performer. You know? Yeah, when they turned him face for a little bit, that wasn't great. No, no, keep him heel, definitely. He's yeah. a natural heel by far. So um, Godfather on the mic. Got an offer for you can't refuse. Uh, Godfather offers him the three hoes. Uh, Scott chooses the fight instead. I'm like, uh, in a legitimate setting, are you sure about that? I guess the money. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, based on the quality of those hoes, Scorpio could have got at least like three minutes with all three of them for 100k. <laughs> okay. So, um, based on the cut prices I've spent on hookers, <laughs> this is uh, the moment where they show a replay of Scorpio beating Eight Ball in round one. And I was like, where was that fight? I completely missed it. So, anyway, it doesn't matter. I realize that's what happened. Yeah, blah. I'm just rambling now. So, round one, uh, ref runs down the rules, etc., to the guys for the first time in the ring. Because uh, they didn't know it in the first match. And Vince <laughs> was like, tell them the rules. They might fight better. <laughs> Scorpio dances as Godfather comes forward. Uh, these lads are actually legit boxes it's nice jabs body shops both lads in with their hands up decent stances you know like they've obviously both had boxing training yeah. at some point in their lives uh godfather lands a few brutal shots because he's a fucking giant yeah you huge don't boy really appreciate how big he is until you see him like this against guys yeah because he's he's towering over scorpio yeah i always think of scorpio as a giant dude like you remember his matches in japan and stuff he's obviously the big heavyweight who could do the flying and even in ecw he's yeah. always a big dude you see Carmen next to him, and he's like, you know, two, three foot taller. BSK, motherfucker. He's a big boy. Um, but, like, the ref can't break them up in the corner because, like, Godfather's literally just sitting there going, boom, 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 the scorpion in the corner because he can't get out. And the ref's going, you need to break. You need to back out the corner, but doesn't dare get in between them in any way. And you're like, that's probably sensible, mate, you know? Godfather <laughs> won them five points. <laughs> but whatever happens to Scorp, like, don't get yourself fucked up in a fucking stupid tournament, you know? like uh poor referee i felt really sorry for him in some of these situations where he's trying to like make up the rules as he's going along essentially got a booking <laughs> so uh godfather has to win the round the unofficial card finally agrees with me for the first time uh because it's a simple round to score you know it's two dudes boxing and they're not doing any takedowns at this point so round two more of the same scorp covers up well and um godfather fights back um big brutal shots best fight by miles in terms of like boxing ability and stuff crowd boo at the end of the round <laughs> like they just don't care because they wanted more <laughs> yeah. they wanted five minute there rounds wasn't enough time with the brawl yeah, for all exactly <laughs> they had five 
three five-minute rounds, and this would have been, you know, the new tough enough. Nice. We'd be having million-dollar brawl for all. So um, Scorp tries to do takedowns and stuff in the third round, but really this is all Godfather. Exactly the same shit keeps happening. Godfather starts sprawling as well, which is good technique. Um, so yeah, um, th- there's all sorts of bullshit where the ref doesn't call for takedowns and stuff that are obviously takedowns, but I'm just beyond this at this point. So <laughs> like, it's all good. Uh, Godfather is now the winner. The Ho Train coming to celebrate with him by far the best fight. Oh no, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> fuck all of this though the episode of raw has choppy choppy pee pee on it i love this so much valvinus <laughs> choppy choppy pee pee I... get out cameraman i choppy choppy your pee pee <laughs> ah and it's been knocking on the salami going yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh one of my favorite feuds of all time just hilarious like russo booking really really funny good old mrs yamaguchi <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so next up we've got darren Jozdov versus savio vega jr puts over the jaws is the broke jaws broke hawk's nose in the opening bout uh the hard cam is on the wcw side of the ring yeah. not the wwf side of the ring really weird nice arena setup <laughs> it was always kind of like one of those special shows when the camera would be on the other side <laughs> yeah. oh it's different tonight you know there must be a truck coming in for this titan drum <laughs> so uh, a bit slow to get started but like a bit slow yeah fuck me for sure this made like mark canterbury look like he's a fucking lightning bolt <laughs> there's a moment where savio vega lands a clear takedown but because Droz took savio's back after they've hit the floor the ref goes no points fucking idiot <laughs> um again like the ref is scoring and controlling this fight at the same time and bisping's adopted the bis- uh, sorry fuck i fucked up that line draws uh, does the bisping stance now you know chin in the air belly first <laughs> it's not very, very clever so um they show us a, a bit of a slip as well it's more of a gentle stumble there's no knockdowns or anything uh number two both lads come out swinging there's a couple of doubles a couple of decent double legs jr has this line where he goes uh you won't get this action anywhere else i guarantee you <laughs> and he's not wrong <laughs> but that was a line fed from vince what do you think about this action right so to get this action anywhere else you need pro wrestlers doing pretty awful amateur boxing and wrestling with boxing gloves on well they can't do anything once they hit the ground oh ypw <laughs> brutal but okay um blah 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 <laughs> round two they both swing savi gets a double underhook and throws jaws to the ground that's not a takedown you have to control what do you mean jr because the double underhook suplex was not controlled <laughs> does he not ridiculous. know shoot wrestling um so at this, at this stage yeah, with, with that takedown slash wrestling move mm-hmm. i asked the question to myself if kurt angle was in this tournament would have he won it uh um, i would have said hands down yes yeah absolutely like just has to avoid punches they've got giant gloves in their hands he, the, he basically win each card like take down take he, down, he would take do what down. dan severin was doing he'd take dudes down and but he'd actually take them, them down yeah yeah for sure win yeah absolutely um this is like watching a bunch of amateurs think they can run the ufc it's really fucking dumb as all i put here draws lands a few big shots the hug post fight i had it 15 uh 20 to vega but draws is announced as the winner no justification why but let's just move on well you know vega didn't qualify <laughs> so on this raw i don't know if you caught this bit because it was kind of you'd have to skim through to find it but godfather comes out for a match with vader okay not a shoot match just a normal wrestling match a worked one godfather is in the ring and bar gun comes down to shout at jr on commentary i beat dr death you're making excuses for him saying he was injured all this sort of shit jr stands up and shouts back at bart gun going you can jump in the ring and sort this problem out if you want there's your man in the next round <laughs> yeah. it's the weirdest moment ever 
So Vader comes out dancing in his entrance, and I've never laughed more in my life. Like, non-serious Vader is my favourite thing in pro wrestling now. But then Godfather offers Vader the hose, and he chooses them over a match with the Godfather. So Vader doesn't want to fight. He just wants the hose. Who doesn't? Bart Gunn is sitting at ringside looking sad. <laughs> like, just so depressed. Uh, Vader goes up to Bart Gunn for no reason whatsoever and goes, you should take the women rather than fighting when he offers in the next round. Bart Gunn then throws a worked punch at Vader who sells it like death. <laughs> like, what's happening? Uh, Gunn then dives in the ring and Godfather and him are working together, right? Even though they're just about to have a shoot fight. Godfather slides out the ring and goes home with his hose, leaving Vader all alone and sad. And you're like, no! You didn't get in the fight or the hose. Leon! This is my favorite bit of the whole tournament. This is awesome. So, um... Edge is hanging about in the stands as marvellous Mark Mero is the ring. No entrance. Is he jobbing? <laughs> because he's got no entrance or anything. Well, Sable's over, so yeah, he's jobbing. <laughs> marvellous Mark Mero versus Bradshaw. Bradshaw gormlessly walks to the ring and we see the tournament brackets for the first time. Whoever wins this bout is going to get draws in the next round. They face off and there is some seems to be some legitimate heat because they don't seem very happy mm. with each other. And uh, I remember there's lots of stories of Bradshaw kind of bullying Mero yeah. backstage and talking about his missus and all this sort of stuff and so. you would because you know she's in magazines slag <laughs> right calm down <laughs> so uh wait sorry a- brock this is the moment where i'm like wait a sec didn't mero lose steve blackman in the first round and then jr explains what you explained yeah. earlier that blackman has the injury and so it's not going to be here you explain that i think yeah yeah okay cool i can't remember a lot about that specific so round one jab jab bradshaw backs mero into the corner mero lands a nice left hook bradshaw rushes mero for a takedown body shot or two by mero as bradshaw rushes in bradshaw goes for another takedown but mero blocks it i've got it five five mero punches bradshaw's takedowns uh, round two bradshaw comes rushing in mero lands a shot or two it's kind of this bullshit bit where bradshaw starts tying people up with a collar hook yeah. and just throwing rabbit punches like he's a dirty piece of shit jr well, a bit of dirty boxing yeah just a bit all right jr he's literally just punching him in the back of the head and stuff as well like he's a piece of crap the ref goes you're hooking him break it for like 10 seconds after explaining earlier if you don't break for five seconds you're gonna have points deducted does fuck all about it because he knows he has to deal with bradshaw backstage afterwards and also you know no one's actually got a real scorecard. How are they going to deduct points? Exactly. It's fucking stupid. So imagine the guy in like the production truck going, that one, or that one, <laughs> that one. It's making shit up. Bradshaw he eats an uppercut as he scores a double leg takedown because obviously uppercuts aren't going to work in this situation. He's kind of getting power behind with the gloves. Uh, Bradshaw <laughs> then saves Mero as he goes to stand up. Bradshaw is a piece of shit. Anyway, um, I don't know about the scoring. He gives a fuck. So round three, Bradshaw rushes in doesn't break when the ref tells him to the ref again does absolutely fuck all about it um holds mero in the corner and turns the corner to score a takedown the ref goes that's five <laughs> like what they kind of fell into each other uh mero goes something something that's not five you need to fucking break <laughs> like you can't say that on tv mark mero tvma <laughs> Ref admonishes Bradshaw, who looks at him gorgeously, going, What? I don't understand. And the king goes, Ref isn't calling that a takedown. It's like, But he scored a takedown. Like, what is happening? I don't understand anymore. Jerry Lawler was taking his Nokia 3210 for which child he was going to take to the prom. <laughs> Fucking hell. So Mero slams a hook into Bradshaw's midsection because he's fucked off by this whole thing. Bradshaw wraps him up. 
both dirty boxing in the clinch. Bradshaw falls onto Mark Mero, and JR goes, is that a takedown? Yes, it is, JR. If you fall onto someone and they fall onto the ground, you've taken them down. JL's Learn t- the fucking rules. JR Stoopy's looking at his 32, 10, seeing which child is going to take to the prom. <laughs> no, come on, JR's all right. Um, it's basically stupid. Uh, ignoring the points that should have been deducted for Bradshaw hooking and all this sort of stuff, I have a 20 to 15 Bradshaw. But really, he should have lost at least 10 points. Yeah. Because he hooked him and held him down at least twice. Uh, dirty cheat. Dirty, yeah. rotten cheat. Absolutely. It's announced that this fight is a draw and that we're doing another fucking round. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake, where did this come from? Did you not see how well it went down with the Iron Man between <laughs> Brett and Sean? <laughs> we want to go one more. Give me one more round. I guess there's some sort of like precedent set for it in that sense. But like, oh, it's so dumb. Uh, yeah, but for- they, couldn't, they couldn't have another draw because it's case of, all right, well, whoever wins the semi-final match has won the competition. You've got to <laughs> yeah. go one extra. You would have thought one of them would be injured, so they had to go through anyway. <laughs> but. So round four, the illegal round, I'm calling it. Uh, it's absolute- Bradshaw looks absolutely shot, but there's a whole bunch of bullshit. Basically, uh, Bradshaw does some dodgy stuff. Uh, it's a lot of the same, basically. Uh, Bradshaw is announced as the winner. The shittest sport I've ever seen in my life, if you can call this a sport. I mean, I, I would say it for this match, but even for this, I really regretted suggesting this now at this stage. <laughs> uh, so like, okay. I just want to watch Raw from 98. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking the whole time. That's why I kept skimming through it and enjoying it. So this Raw <laughs> has Val Venus doing the half the man he used to be promo. Choppy, choppy, pee-pee. It's absolutely great. But then we jump to the Raw afterwards and we've got Godfather with his hoe versus brilliant Bart Gunn. <laughs> Setting up. Yes, I love I love it. You know, mixing work, kayfabe and shoot. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, something happens here. And I'm just like, what's happening? I had to pause it because I was just like laughing at how shit it all was. King, uh, as the guys are making their entrance, go on the phone right now from the White House. It's someone impersonating Bill Clinton doing jokes about him and Monica Lewinsky and stuff. And he's like, why why are we doing this what's happening probably jesse ventura saying to vince can you just bury this guy hey do you think that's what it is you know yeah maybe but wasn't this guy who did the clinton uh impersonation on the phone the same guy who came and did like the nugget thing for owen hart oh um jason Jason sensation Sensation. yeah yeah Yeah. it could have been yeah just impersonations do you like impersonations i'm not very good at them (laughs) okay cool the answer is meant to be what yes so i can go why (laughs) (laughs) sorry Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's okay, don't worry. No, no, no. the spot. Highlights of Bart Gunn. I'm reworking the spot. I'm moving on. Highlights of Bart Gunn versus Vader from Heat, where Godfather threw Bart into the ring post. Blah, blah, blah. We get a tale of the tape for the first time. Both the super heavyweights coming in at over 265. Um, Godfather is six foot six. Uh, Bart Gunn's six foot four. Uh, it's Bart Gunn and thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, he gives a fuck. So, uh, first round, both lads want to take the center of the thing, the center of the ring, which is a rare, and you see it in boxing occasionally. We yeah. use it's one guy dancing, one guy taking the center. Like they fall into a routine almost. So, it's really interesting we see both guys try to take the center because it's really competitive really quickly. Uh, Bart Garn goes for a takedown, but Godfather sprawls and brocks it. It's like, holy fucking shit, for a big lad, you're agile as hell. Yeah. Uh, Bart is throwing more, but Godfather's landed the better shots. I have it 5 0 for Bart after the first round. Second round's kind of a lot of the same, but then there's this moment where Bart Gunn sticks that sh- um, spits out his mouthpiece. You're like, that's a dumb fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> if you not watch The Godfather, you should have picked his hose. <laughs> El Godfather doesn't offer the hose to Bart Gunn, does he, at the beginning of the foul either? Have you seen the punches? <laughs> I would have offered them the hose. I'm not, I'm not taking your fucking punches. No, 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 WWE. Those girls would be in trouble. <laughs> so there's a few punches landed. Uh, Godfather comes firing back. 
Um, the ref keeps telling Godfather to get out the corner. And I'm like, why? Is that a rule now that you can't be in the corner getting punched? Isn't that what boxing is? Yeah. Like, where did this come from? They're just adding random rules as they're kind of going along. Got to legitimize it with the WrestleMania 15 plans coming in, <laughs> coming into fruition. Bart starts throwing left hand after left hand. Godfather just stands there and kind of absorbs them, which is a dumb fucking tactic against a guy with a left hand like this. Bargan knocks Godfather down at the bell at this point. Now, was this before the bell or was this after the bell? Because I had it down as after the bell. <clears throat> Work before. Yeah, is that what you got <laughs> Because they definitely keep showing the replay and going, oh, look, he got the great takedown. But there's no audio on any of the replays. And yeah. Like, oh, I don't know, boys. So I have it 10-0 bar, assuming that that knockdown didn't count. If it did, it'd be 20-0 bar at this point. <sighs> they show all sorts of cool slow-mo replays of the knockdown. Stuff that I've not seen WWF use uh, ever until this point. There's, there's a shot kind of from the entranceway that's yeah. kind of above almost like it's really interesting place high to put a camera cam, wasn't it yeah really strange place to put a camera but yeah they've got all high speed slow motion replays as well which they didn't use for any of their other stuff as well they've actually set those up for years it's just some bloke in the production trying oh shit I've hit the wrong button just leave it <laughs> just leave it leave it and back to hard cam Round three, they both come out swinging. Bart goes for more lefts. Bart switches it up, throws the right hand, and down goes the Godfather. An absolutely brutal knockout. Hooray for the knockout artist. Yeah, it's it just looks absolutely deadly. Like I would not want to take this punch ever. Had the brawl for all been this level of fight, this is a good fight. Yeah. yeah. Had this been that level throughout, this might have been a bit more of a palatable watch. Yeah, for sure. As opposed to tough tough guys slapping the shit out of each other's tits yeah cheating yeah like dirty fighting the whole way through this fucking tournament bradshaw but in fairness 100k on the line <laughs> yeah i can understand i guess yeah so bart gun goes to, uh, over to jr and talks about respect jr goes you've earned it boy you're like okay good stuff um <laughs> another- shit, he might win we ne- he's gonna fight steve austin <laughs> So we get another presidential promo and a Jaws thing, the Jaws's World promo before the Bradshaw versus Darren Jaws fight. Tail of the tape, both lines are super heavyweights. Uh, there's a beautiful old picture of Bradshaw they used where he's just got the big moustache. Yeah. You're like, that was such a better look than anything. Good old Justin Hawk Bradshaw. <laughs> so um, when they do the tail of the tape, they, Bradshaw has these bits next to him, which are the background details, as they put it. And it says, football, barroom brawling. And you're like... That's silly, right? Draws his ones are ten times worse. Football, tattoos, puking. <laughs> and I'm like, how is that background information for a fight? Like, he, he maybe, does puking. Maybe it's if he, he pukes. You know, because Jesse Taylor, at the end of an Ultimate Fighter, mm. uh, one, one of the uh, series before they went to Vegas and he got eliminated for kicking oh. the, the window out of the limo. I remember, yeah. Uh, he started throwing up in the middle of the octagon after his fight and he just looked up at Dana White and went... I had eggs. <laughs> oh, gross. So round one, Bradshaw clearly threw a knee coming in, and you're like, you're a fucking piece of shit. Uh, Droz gives no fucks, though. Doesn't complain at all to the ref, and I'm like, I've got a whole new level of respect for Darren Drozdov from this. Uh, wild, brawling bullshit, basically. I think Bradshaw just about landed more punches. Yeah, I'd say so. 
Okay, so JNR, JR, but King. as you said at this stage, I'm like, fuck you, Bradshaw. Yeah, even though sure. I knew the outcome, I was like, oh, I just yeah. want draws to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, you know, I think like we'll get to it in a second. So JR and King go crazy over a jab that Bradshaw landed, and that kind of stums up the fact that nothing else is really happening. <laughs> Round two, more dumbass wild punches. Like there's no technique here. One minute and forty seconds into this fight, and these lads look fucking exhausted. Um, Draws lands a takedown at the end of the round, so I have it ten five to Draws takedown and more punches in that round and obviously Bradshaw got yeah. five from the previous round it's also at this stage I thought to myself if you're doing King of the Ring yeah. you know work kayfabe versus shoot these guys who can go like six matches in a night and still be really fresh as opposed to one and a half minutes of slapping well that's the difference between yeah. the tension and stress that a legitimate mm. fight causes than working for half an hour you know where you know you're working with that person you can time your spots and work your gimmicks and all this sort of it's shit it's a shame though. they didn't leave the rest holds out of the brawl for all <laughs> so round three Droz goes for a single leg but Bradshaw blocks it Bradshaw does his fake jab and swing with the slap with the right hand like he doesn't do a proper punch he doesn't do this and snap at the end he kind of does this rabbit it's, punch it's like him. sideways with your wrist kind of punch like I think Jay- Bradshaw has this reputation as a badass in fights and stuff like I've got a technique to beat this dude now so if ever I ever punch up with him fuck you Bradshaw I'm on let's do it can someone please book Rich versus Bradshaw <laughs> I've got decent money to put forward to this for charity please don't I- I'm a non-violent man what can I say so Bradshaw does his fake jab and slap routine uh, both land a punch here and there round ends up with Jaws shooting in but like, he doesn't land it so I have it 15-10 Bradshaw at the end of the fight uh, but Bradshaw just leaves the ring after winning and that's it like what a dick doesn't even like do a fist bump or anything you know he wants to get to the final he yeah. wants his money so the finals are set up for next week of Bart Gunn versus Bradshaw. I haven't missed anything, have I? No, it's just amazing that they don't give these athletes such time to recover. <laughs> Do you know what this draw had? Far away. It had the debut of Gangrel's fire entrance. Oh, yes. Gangrel was there too, but the entrance is there, you know. I think my favourite entrance of all time. Has to be, hands down. Did, did you play video games just end- endlessly play as Gangrel just so you could see the entrance over and over again? Cu- custom wrestler just make sure you give yourself gangro's entrance even if it's got nothing to do with the gimmick fucking hell. why don't they give like tommy end this for example you know put fire around his like dig 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 thing it'd be so cool money uh, i guess they can't do the pyro but like setting fire to something it's not that difficult unless you, well the rock has that and now he comes out with his flamethrower at the odd mania doesn't he <laughs> does he when he's, do you not remember when he set fire to his name, The Rock? Oh, I do. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. So our finals, well, kind of finals of the Bart of the let's say a tournament final of the Bart for all. <laughs> the Bart for all. That's a better name for it. The Bart. Um, the Bart. The Bart Gun Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> Bracasy Bart Gun <laughs> versus Bradshaw. As we see Bargun relaxed, getting his hands taped backstage. Bradshaw is angrily hitting shadow boxing. You're like, let's see which technique is more effective. You know, being calm going into a fight and calculated, or being like, it's like, if you've ever watched UFC or a boxing fight, you know who's going to win straight away. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> all right, shut up. <laughs> they cut to Taker backstage, wheeling a coffin along, and I'm like, oh, I remember this gimmick. Kane pops out, and they form the Brothers of Destruction. It's the best moment ever. But what he actually was doing is going, yeah, this brawl for was dead. <laughs> but like the fact that they cut from them warming up to a gimmick, then back to the legit fight, just it's so dumb. The whole thing. I don't think you should ever mix shoot with work ever. I just I like even the observer doing it annoys me a little bit, you know. What with this this gem of an, a podcast episode that we've gone through, <laughs> you tell me we shouldn't mix work with shoot. But that's the point is that we can criticize things and talk about stuff. That's fine. Like it's like, but if you're running a legitimate product, you know, 
Don't put shoot fight next to it as well. Infamy. Sorry, worked fights next to it, you know? Infamy. Ah, it's fucking dumb. Occasionally it would happen in Japan and stuff. They'd have like pro wrestling mixed with MMA and pricks with like half kickboxing, half MMA and yeah. stuff. And it's like, just just no, just no. One or the other, you know? Um, so here we go. Uh, generic entrance music for both, even for the tournament final. Fine, consistent. This is sponsored by Stridex Triple Action. Yeah. <laughs> Replays and the highlights from the two lads in the tournament. JR finally talks about how there's 75k to the winner and 25k to the loser. It's like, why the fuck haven't you talked about this throughout the whole tournament? Because the t- the winner was going to get a fight with Steve Austin until it wasn't Steve Williams. Yeah, exactly. So Who are we going to have go against our top champion, the big name, our company, the biggest name in the wrestling business? Bart Gunn, or at the time, Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Give him 100k. <laughs> so round one. Bradshaw swings wildly. Bart Gunn fucks him up. Bradshaw flops down. Ref goes, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Very little response from Bradshaw. He kind of nods after about 30 seconds in the corner. Bart Gunn takes two steps forward. Right hook, left hook, and down goes Bradshaw. You got knocked the fuck out, son. Ka-ching! It's nice that he, he changed it up a little bit. We'll throw the right and then the left just yeah. to fuck with him a little. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. So Bargun wins the tournament by knocking out the giant douchebag. That is Bradshaw. Uh, instant justice is what I'm thinking at this point. And I can think we all can all agree that the Brawl for All was the, st- the first stepping stone in a fantastic career in the world of professional wrestling for Baracus. <laughs> Barakas Bart Gunn. So, uh, Bart Gunn talks to the camera a bit, but the commentators are talking over him, and you kind of feel sorry for that. It's like he's saying something about his family, I think, like going, Oh, thank you. I, I can buy you. my family yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Vince. He's going to hook up with Billy again, yeah. you know? So, Bradshaw is uh, with the doc <laughs> in the ring, just looking upset and everything. So, this is the Raw where the Brothers' Destruction become a thing, and I'm like, That's fucking awesome. This final was on the 24th of August, 1998. Fast forward seven months and four days later. Lots of time to train. It's WrestleMania 15. Where our main event is Dr. Death Steve. Oh, wait. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) But before that. But gun. (laughs) Before that, we have a Mark Mero versus Butterbean match. match. Do you know about this? Yeah. Okay. So a four round tough man contest that ends in a low blow by Mero so it's obviously a worked thing okay Pritchard talks about it on his podcast as such horse shit <laughs> okay <laughs> it's just like such a good way of like describing it and I, I think that's the best way to put it like if Butterbean and Mero are in a ring there's only one outcome yeah, Mel Mero's going to knock him the fuck out. Oh, wait, hang on. Which leads into Barkan versus Butterbean at WrestleMania 15. We get an opening video package. The pros who were interviewed for it go, Barkan's going to win. He's going to knock him out in two. And you're like, good luck with that, mate. Do you know who this guy is? Like, My favourite part of this uh, entrance is when Butterbean came out, I was like, oh, he's wearing Lex Express gear. <laughs> <laughs> the union uh, not stars and stripes stars and stripes that was yeah. going with yeah it's fucking great his whole team are wearing them as well he's even got the little bandana with the yeah. American flags and stuff because after Lex Luger refused to go on the fucking <laughs> Lex Express bus they need to give it to someone so Butterbean came in for 5 million in the bus <laughs> so for our Wrestlemania 15 brawl for all match I guess you can call it fight whatever they had all sorts of like issues with what they're allowed to call these things you can't yeah. call it a boxing bout because the commissions are like contest you can't work a boxing bout sure you can't <laughs> like no one's ever done that um but like so we've got a professional boxer a knockout artist against a guy who's essentially spent the last few years working for a living like not doing legit shoot stuff 
Conrad, on his Something to Wrestle With, with Pritchard, describes uh, Butterbean as, if he touched you, you'd die. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty accurate, to be fair, you know? Um, and they show Isaac Hayes and the Mean Street Posse at ringside. And I'm like, I love 1998. <laughs> just everything about professional wrestling is so good at this Everyone time. Everyone can't... No. <laughs> well, they was with uh, um, Oddities, weren't they, for a little bit of ICP? Yeah. They had yeah. To, I actually watched some, uh, some Oddity stuff on these Raws. I had to mute out the ICP song. Like, that was the best bit about the Oddities, <laughs> you know? So that's a shame. But So the ref for this bout is Vinny Panzienza, who's a legit boxer. Um, judges on the outside get introductions, and one of them is Gorilla Monsoon. And I just... Oh, my heart. Like, what a ledge. The whole crowd stands and applauds this old man who's, like, on the verge of death almost at this point. And it's like, you just see Gorilla at ringside and you're like, fuck, man. You retired in, like, 1980. You're like, oh, just... Backstage when Vince Austin Peer judgment. went, oh, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, even at Wrestle Freaking Mania, we get the generic brawl for all music entrances for both lads. Consistency. <sighs> consistently shit yeah so no jr on commentary we've got cole and king for this one so i'm assuming this is after a bell's palsy attack yes yeah okay it's a shame because uh you know jr at this point as well is the voice of my childhood the voice yeah. of everything this uh there's also mick foley talks about you know having cole calling his title victory win yeah and how like it was like he always wanted it to be jr and like, yeah. you listen to that moment and it's just not the same you know and this certainly wasn't. So they put over Butter being knocked out a whole bunch of people. Uh, Butter Gun comes out as the hammer. They're like, uh, Greg Valentine's a bit angry back there. And so's MC. <laughs> but not the gun, Butter Gun. If you're going to be a boxer in MMA fire, like, you'd go with the obvious nickname, surely. You know? Well, then it'd be Bart Bart the <laughs> Gun. <laughs> nickname the. I'd rather him be Bart Gunther. <laughs> Gunther. Gunther. Bart Gunther. <laughs> all right fair enough so Gunderson. Um, uh what am i talking about so um, i mean how are you going to pitch this out for 35 seconds there's this, <laughs> this, this brilliant moment where bart gun walks as he's walking to the ring he throws up an x like this i'm like either you're doing new jack or dx they're like why why would you throw up an x like don't you know the industry because he's about like i'm gonna have to call this match in about 30 seconds <laughs> injury injury come help me you know where's dr death when you need him <laughs> so uh bart gun's wearing blue and yellow trim stuff he looks just like a boxer basically randy orton's original gear at least he's got like proper boxing gear this time you know they put some effort in for he's wrestlemania got 75 grand you can invest <laughs> oh i guess so yeah he went off and bought two cowboy hats and a couple of long shooting jackets <laughs> 75 grand's a lot of time in 98 a lot of money in 98 you know? yeah so the ref goes Austin made it in a second on merch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true so when they're standing facing off there's like a nice good face off for the cameras and everything the ref ends it with this beautiful line fight hard and kick some ass but our gun was not listening <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, and also you can't kick ass because you can't kick in this rule set so that's pretty shitty well Bradshaw can so well yeah round one <laughs> Butterbean knocks the fuck out of Bart Gun. the end there you go <laughs> end podcast <laughs> I mean that's it really you know Butterbean is his hands down Bart, sorry Bart has his hands down after against Butterbean guess what the fuck happens Butterbean knocks him down Bart stands up and kind of goes, where am I? <laughs> and the ref goes, right, let's carry on. <laughs> but Bean walks in, one right hook to the face, flop on the ropes, fight's over. In, in the referee's ear, basically Vince was like, kill him, then we'll sack him. Yeah. 
there's lots of people talking and writing about how this is punishment for Bart Gunn from yeah. Vince for fucking up their plans to Steve Austin. Like, how can you punish a dude for winning a legitimate fight tournament? That's dumb as fuck. And also, more importantly, um, just book Steve Williams against Steve Austin if yeah. you really want to do it. Exactly. Like, you're the WWF. You don't need to do shoot fight tournaments. I mean, that match would have been shit. Yeah, probably. I mean, Steve can work. Williams can yeah. work, you know, like, but he's no Steve Austin. No. He's no taker. He's no. You have such a good roster at this point. Why do you need Doctor Death, Steve Williams? Uh, bringing him, him Dan Seven was there was no point. No, they were just bringing people because I think this was in answer to WCW when they got Tank Abbott. Probably, yeah. It was around the same time. It's ninety seven, yeah. ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, it's and all those WCW years. WCW made Tank Abbott become a fan of three count. <laughs> that was great. That's my one of my favorite gimmicks ever. <laughs> really, really dumb. So um, basically. This is a pro against an amateur, and it's just it's sad, you know. But there's a little bit post-fight as well. After the bout, a person in a chicken suit comes out and fucks with Vinny, the ref. Uh, a pro boxer punches out a goddamn mascot who barely sells it. <laughs> like, the chicken just stands up. Terry Taylor, Red Rooster. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the way to end the brawl for all. Brilliant. You know, a pro boxer knocking out a chicken. Sums up everything I feel about it. It's just fucking dumb. Yeah, I don't, unsurprisingly, I don't think we're ever going to get to see anything shoot-based ever again in WCW. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it in TNA. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I think Cyrus knows what's up, you know. I don't think he's going to do any legitimate yeah. stuff. I don't think it's going to hurt anyone. So, I think there can be no positives taken from the Brawl for All, other than the fact that PCO is actually blind in one eye. Yeah, for from sure. The there's, there's a few things that, like, uh, are vivid memories. Like, seeing Butterby knock someone the fuck out is always entertaining, at least. Seeing Bradshaw get knocked out was entertaining. That was the best moment, for sure. Like, seeing Scorpio and Godfather, I think, was the best bout of the whole tournament in terms of quality boxing and such. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen two actual grapplers go up against each other, but yeah. they never really did that. But, um, yeah, it's just fucking shit, isn't it? It's bullshit. So, um, let's quickly talk about some of the things that happened. So, Bob Holly claims that Dr. Death was paid the £100,000 prize money. That's where that comes from. Um... At first, allegedly Shamrock and Severin were not allowed to compete, but uh, Dr. Death alleges that Dan Severin backed out during having to wear boxing gloves. Um, we've talked about a little bit about the injuries and stuff. So Godfather, Blackman and Hawk all had to take extended time off. Salvio Vega aggravated an old arm injury and never worked for Vince Mann ever again. Yep. Bracus died. <laughs> almost. Bracus injured his knee and his shoulder and then immediately retired in 1999. And I'm like, he was also a really bad wrestler, which probably had something to do with it. <laughs> he could have been in the ECW puke copter. <laughs> yeah, you feel sorry for the lad, though. You know, yeah. you made it to the RAF and you get in a shoot fight tournament, you fuck yourself up and that's it. Got to try and make a name for yourself if you think you're tough. I guess so, man. He was not. He was just roidy. Yeah. There's a big difference, you know. Um, a few little quotes from people about this. I've only got a couple. Jim Cornette. The stupidest thing WWF have ever done. That's quite a spectrum of things, you know. Katie Vick. <laughs> gobbledygooker. Like everything, you know. I would definitely rate Katie Vick as worse than the gobbledygooker. <laughs> Jesus. One of my favourite ones. Well, yeah, true. Jim oh, Ross. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jim Ross has maybe my favourite line, so I'm just like, fuck off, mate, every time I hear it. One of those ideas that looked really cool on paper. <laughs> like, how does this look good on paper? What the fuck are you talking about? Have they done the, like, the old, you know, um, when I think it was Steve Blackman or Ken Shamrock, they had like all the cars circled around. They had like the car park lot brawl when the yeah, cars around. Yeah. Had they just done it in that, then I would have been on board. No gloves, taped fists, kick the shit out of each other. I should have done the uh, the glass on the fists. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the old school Japanese deathmatch shit. Jeez. Like, if they were thrown in some, I don't know. So I mean, immediately there's all sorts of ways you can improve this. Just do it as a boxing tournament. 
That'd yeah. be so much more There's entertaining. There's a million ways you can improve it. Just yeah. give the TV time to, I don't know, mini dink. Yeah, for sure. Just do pro wrestling. It was so good at this point. And I think that's going to be a thing going forward for this podcast. Do pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, not fucking absolutely. shitty gimmick boxing shoot fight tangible fucking multi-combat fighting yeah for sure there's um i did my little bit of research i did i've had a quite busy week didn't do as much research for this as i would have liked to with the background and stuff but one of the things i found there's an article on wwe.com now obviously it was on wwf.com which is called bring it back (laughs) no 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 no, and it has quotes from Steve Blackman talking about the tournament and how it went and all the things I've talked about so far is where I got a lot of the information from because it seemed like the most legitimate source I could find because I'm not a big fan of just using Wikipedia and stuff if I can avoid it Um, but then there's an article down the bottom where Daniel Bryan is being interviewed about who would win in a current roster brawl for all so ignoring the wrestling oh actually fuck it if brawl for all was done right now with the whole roster who is in the final two, do you think? Lashley and Strowman. Interesting. You missed Lesnar there, by the way. I, del- I don't think he'd win. You don't think Lesnar could? I think Strowman or Lashley in a shoot fight would beat Lesnar. Yeah, I'm right up there. Like That's pretty much for me as well. Like I think people would have trouble against Big Show if he's still part of the roster. He is still part of the roster, just you never see him. Okay, because... He'd be difficult to take down, especially if he just backs into the corner. And one punch from that dude, and you're not getting up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but then again, you take one punch from Lacey Evans and you're out. Okay. <laughs> oh, here's, here's, here's a twist. I, I, mean, yeah, finish, no, I would say uh, I agree with you with Lashley and stuff because yeah. the MMA training and everything. Um, my, my one little, like, you know, maybe Ronda Rousey. Well, this was, I was going to say, would you do... Obviously, in the ladies' one, Ronda Rousey would destroy the entire female roster, no doubt. Let's do it mixed. <laughs> Ronda would tap out Brock. I would put money on Ronda over anything. You know what I mean? Like, because the thing Other is, than if Ronda can avoid. Yeah, true. If if Ronda can avoid getting punched, she can take anyone down. Yeah, but she can take with judo background. Yeah, for sure. I think she could even take Big Show down if she really tries. It's all about leverage with judo, yeah. you know. Like as long as you get a hook somewhere. You know, no, that was my thing. I don't yeah, know. That, that's what I was going to do. If it was a purely female one, it would be Rousey every day long. For sure. Rousey with one arm tied behind her back. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? This was fucking awful. It was really bad, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole time I was watching this, I was going, you know what we should do? Is once we start to get our numbers up a little bit more and we start to set up a Patreon or something, do one Raw every week from 1998. It'd be so good just to watch Raw every week. I'd be happy. I'd start at the to. start of the year and just do the whole calendar year, but based on Raw from 1998. For sure. Maybe, seriously, from year 2020, let's just do the 1998 Raw back to back and review the whole of Monday Night Raw so from you do it week for week, you know yeah. what I mean? So the first week of January, you do the first week from 1998 and yep. just do the whole year of Raw. It'd be yep. so much fun. The World of Wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's going to be done at some point now in the future. Brilliant. We've got a lot of wrestling to get through before the end of the year. Then 2020 <laughs> is just going to be a whole year of Monday Night Raw. Oh, who knows, man. Right, I guess we'll leave it there. Yeah. You have a new Twitter handle. I do. I've changed my Twitter handle because I found that Fanboy Rich was available. And I started kind of accidentally calling myself that on like our old descriptions we used to do. Because it was just professional wrestling fanboy because I didn't want to put myself over too much as anything more than as just a fan. As opposed to me, professional wrestling commentator, manager, and <laughs> you are, wrestler. you know. Yeah. Um, 
because I've never done any of that, I didn't want anyone assuming that I was something I wasn't almost, yeah. do you know what I mean? But then you called me a few times and I kind of stopped doing it because I was like, oh, I don't want a gimmick. <laughs> I was like, you know. And now you've got a Twitter handle. No, I do. So, fanboy rich on Twitter. So, yeah, you can find me there. It's uh, it's still Rich Be There on Insta, but I'll probably change it to fanboy yeah. rich if I can. I'm at the Tex Williams on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks very much for some of the really disgusting messages I've received on Twitter oh, this week. I forgot to ask you about that. What was that? I'll read you the message. Now, in fairness, this message okay. is actually... Don't, a... don't put them over. Don't say their name. No, I'm not... Well, they're an egg and they're, they're a lot profile, so you can't actually see who they yeah, are. fine. Pussy. So, um, this is the chap, in fairness, who did send me a message uh, in August of 19... Oh, sorry, in 2018, saying, you're trying to rombo- be the Romberger of wrestling and failing badly. Give up. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I just ate a big red candle. <laughs> um, but over the weekend, I received a message which said, your commentary on OWE is as bad as your daughter is ugly. Oh, wow. That is delightful, isn't it? And at that stage, I thought to myself, my daughter's pretty cute, so I must be pretty good at commentary. <laughs> yeah, what a lovely compliment. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that anyone would take their time to do that sort of shit just bemuses well, me, th- you know? This is what I said, you know, in all seriousness, you know, I do wrestling commentary. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. JR wasn't everyone's cup of tea. But that's when you know you're getting yeah. over is when you start getting people saying shit like that to you. There was one other, which I... Well, there, there are a few other things in my DMs, but that was my favourite. But, but but any success I've ever had in my life is when, as soon as I know I'm getting successful is when people start talking shit about me. My favourite yeah. on the nothing else on TV platform relating to OWE commentary... Go on. No Mandarin episode, question mark. I don't know if I can survive listening to the English commentator, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you can see me on the SPW YouTube channel. Uh... Uh, SCPW, just search SCPW Wrestling. You can see me every week, well, you can hear me every week on Nothing Else on TV for Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. Book me for your shows and let my voice ruin your wrestling product. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. So you can find us all on World of Rest Pod on Twitter. World of Wrestling Podcast.com has got all the subscriber bits for any podcast stuff. And we have a new end screen, which I'm going to put in now. So, yeah, so it's going to be, if you're watching this live, there's going to be no links on this end screen yet because obviously I have to put them in post because YouTube have absolutely dog shit support for streamers but um yeah goodbye everybody see you next week for hogan versus kidman are we gonna the start story us? begins we're gonna start the trilogy next week trilogy four shows three shows definitely three potentially a bolt <laughs> on if we need it because of the story I so can't fast wait. the hogan kidman trilogy begins next week new blood rising oh yes so much better than fucking bad shoot fighting <laughs> take care everybody see you later bye bye